Hello everybody, welcome to Real Geek News. My name is Kevin Andrew Rivera. We got Raul Ceballos here. Raul, how you doing? What's up? I am doing fan-freaking-tastic, man. And we got Chad over here, our special guest as always for movie reviews. Chad, how are you? Good, good. I'm just, uh, you know, chilling in Asgard right now. Chilling in Asgard. <laughs> Speaking of Asgard, we're here to talk about Thor Love and Thunder movie review. It's about time we finally got to start doing this. Am I right, guys? Yep. Let's do it, man. Hell yes. Now, without further ado, why don't we start off with uh, some, some first open thoughts, uh, first half of the podcast episode here. We'll just give our overall thoughts, and then the second half of the podcast, like we did last time, we're going to go through the entire movie plot by plot point, and just discuss it. So, uh, Chad, Raul, first things first, before we start, uh, <laughs> I know, but before that, and then before that, uh, we got the all the scores online real quick. I just want to read these off. IMDb gave it a 6.7 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a critic, sco- critic score of 65%, audience score of 77%. Metacritic gave it a critic score of 57%, user scores gave it a 5.3%. Is the user score for Metacritic like out of ten, or is that like out of a hundred? Because that's kind of crazy if it's five point three. I, I mean, think it's out of point... ten. Out of ten? Yeah. Okay, that makes way more sense. Just the people just hated say, the hell out of it. Five point three percent. Damn. Like nobody liked this movie. It's crazy. <laughs> but now, guys, based on these overall, uh, you know, numbers that you're seeing here, uh, what are some Stuff in your mind that pops to your head when you think about this movie. Like, what what are some good things? What are some bad things? Whichever one of you guys want to start. Raul? Raul? <laughs> well, this movie... Okay, I'm going to start off by saying I like this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't love it. Mm-hmm. It's it's weird. It's It's kind of... It's not as balanced as I think Ragnarok was. And listen, I'm going to compare this movie to Ragnarok. There's oh, yeah, no you have way, to. There's no way you can't compare this to Ragnarok. So I'm going to be making that comparison quite a bit uh, today. So that's that was my overall impression. There were things I liked about it. There were the funny parts that it kind of leaned into. It was It was a little more so on the funnier side than Ragnarok. I felt Ragnarok was a little more balanced. But... I will say the funny stuff for me was funny. Um, it's not like, you know, it's not like a lot of it fell flat. Nothing really fell flat for me, but I just wish it was a little more balanced. And I'll we'll get more into that okay. uh, later on. But that's my general feelings of it. I liked it. Didn't love it. Yeah, I felt like uh, for the most part, like Taika Waititi, if you didn't like Thor Ragnarok, you're not going to like this one as much. Um, and also, I, I would argue that Thor Ragnarok was better than this one because it felt like Taika Waititi put everything he had into Ragnarok and was like, okay, crap, here we go. We got to make the next one now, so let's see what we can come up with. Um, that being said, if you're really into Taika Waititi's comedy and you like jokes every 10 seconds, then, hey, man, this movie's for you. It works in that sort of sense. Um, but, Chad, I know you feel a little bit differently, so what's going on with you? Well, I mean, you'll be sort of surprised that uh, I kind of actually like this movie more than Ragnarok. What? What? Now, now, I don't don't love the movie. The movie has lots of problems with it. But I'll say um, there was a lot more emotional moments than there was. Well, I don't think there was any emotional moments in Ragnarok at all. But 
true. Uh, I think there was more here, and um, I, I just think uh, obviously it was a, a mess because they kept jumping from very emotional to funny, and a lot of the jokes didn't really hit for me. The only time I actually laughed out loud in the theater was when the she, uh, the goats oh, flew yeah. into the planet. And oh my was, god, I, I oh, love yeah. those goats. That, that was the, that was the only part the that I, I kind of like laughed at, but the rest was just like whatever i mean it was dumb jokes but i love taika waititi's humor I, I love all his other stuff but i don't think his humor fits with thor i mean like obviously everyone's funny in it um chris hemsworth he's got great timing and stuff it just didn't fit the character for me so as you know i, I don't like i didn't wasn't a, i mean i thought ragnarok was funny but mm-hmm. i didn't think it was a thor movie like if anything, I think these two movies were trying to copy Guardians of the Galaxies too much, and that's why I don't think it worked. So you mm. just take it somewhere else. I don't know. You know, that was me. Well, yeah, I mean, without take the mind of James else. Gunn, like James Gunn has like the the image in his head of what he wants for his movies, whereas like I feel like Taika Waititi's like, oh, I don't know. I guess we'll come up with what we come up with, you know, and just whatever they make up on the day, they kind of do. Uh, isn't it true that they're the script? were like improvised most of the time for this movie as well. I don't I don't know that for sure, but I wouldn't be surprised. Cuz I know I know I've heard in interviews with Taika Waititi where like, you know, when he talked to Kevin Feige about Ragnarok, Kevin Feige was like, "Listen, like do what you do, but just know as I tell every other director, I want this to happen, this to happen, and this needs to lead into that." And he's like, "Cool. Right. Okay, I'll go do that." And so a well, lot of the I, time I don't think Kevin Feige uh, cared about this movie, really, because there's nothing connecting it to anything else. I don't see it connecting I, to anything. I agree with that. That's, That's so true. true. Like, so I, think, I think he was like, here, Taika, this is your movie. Do what you want. And then, you know, um, yeah, that'll be. Like, if anything, like, all we really get out of this movie by the end is, spoiler alert for all you listeners who haven't watched the movie, how dare you listen to this spoiler review, um, is the fact that, like, you know, he ends up, with this little girl named Love, and that's Love and Thunder. Ah, so cute. Um, who, by the way, plays her, his daughter. His, his, it's his daughter in real life. Did you guys know that? It is, yeah, I did hear that. That it's it is Chris Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth's daughter who plays the little girl oh. at the end. So, yeah, like, if if we get anything out of this movie, it's the fact that in the next the next time we see Thor in an Avengers thing or some sort of interaction with other characters. They're going to be like, hey, who's the kid? And he's like, oh, I'm a dad now. What? That's crazy. <laughs> that's and like, that's, a, that's, that's a bomb it. to drop. Yeah. Um, I, I'll be honest. Watching this movie, I felt as though I knew everything that was going to happen. And I think this mm. might be just one of those like Marvel curses kind of things where like the moment you hear about a movie coming out for Marvel and you hear what the theme is or what character is going to be involved, suddenly we go on YouTube and we find all these people who are doing all the you know, the analytics stuff and like analyzing all the comics and whatever and saying, oh, well, this character's from this comic book. So that means that they're going with this storyline and then this is going to happen and then this is probably going to happen. Just stop so going like, on YouTube, Kevin. Yeah. I can't Come help on. myself. You know? When you become so obsessed with these movies, I will admit, I, I do. Obsessed with these movies. I'm happy you're not, Chad. That's why we, we need you here today <laughs> because we need, a, we need a different little ear to, to talk us into, you know, uh, what, what it's like when you're not that big of a fan of those movies um but i i think for me like once they announced the whole oh we got the lady thor i was like oh my god that's really cool and then 
instantly on Twitter, everything pops up about who Lady Thor is and how she has cancer and how oh, she's going right. to die. And I mean, that's, like, the oh. in, that's the intrinsic problem with all these movies, really, is that if you're familiar with the comics, you more or less have an idea of what the story is going to be about. <clears throat> so if you're a fan of the comics and, and you're you're already gonna you're already gonna know this coming in. Now they don't always pull directly from the comics, right? I mean yeah. Marvel Studios they like to kind of pick and choose, and they'll yeah. mix and match you know storylines. They'll even mesh two different characters together, even. But you get enough of a general sense of what right. it might be. So as soon as we heard that Natalie Portman, yes, was going to play Mighty Thor. Um, we kind of gathered, oh, this might be the cancer storyline because it's kind of a big part of how she becomes Thor. So a lot of, I mean, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of part of this whole thing now. Yeah. And also I think there was a lot of fans that were like speculating before the movie came out that, oh, Lady Thor is going to replace Thor and everybody's going to get replaced now. And luckily that didn't happen. Like you. They actually did do what they said they would do in the comics. Like, if she does die by the end, and Thor continues his, you know, story and his journey or whatever he's going through. But, um, I don't know. I, I think we're all kind of expecting, like, you know, now that Iron Man retired and Captain America retired, Thor is the next one in line. Do you guys think that Thor is going to last any longer after this movie's over? Like, you know, because now he's, he's got his daughter now. But do we think he's going to have one or two more movies in him or is he going to keep going for another five to ten years or what do you guys think i think i think he's going to make it all the way to secret wars that's secret wars i think think so and i don't think he'll have i think this is just my my speculation but i am going to say that i think this might be the last solo thor movie and Mm. i think the next time we see him will be uh, in team-up movies or in the next Avengers movies. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> kind of like how kind of like how in Phase 2, the last solo Iron Man movie was in Iron Man 3. But then he kept popping up everywhere. He kept pop, He popped up in Civil War. He popped up in Homecoming. He popped up in the Avengers movies. Like, they still were able to carry Tony Stark's story along uh, pretty significantly after Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. So I think we might... I think we might see something similar with Thor here. Chad, what about you? What do you think? Um, I mean, I'll, I'll say that's probably the best way to go with it because um, right now he's not interesting at all. Uh, everyone in his life is dead. <laughs> or, uh, I mean, he, he's just going to be a dad, which is can be fun and interesting, but it's like I don't see that coming. I don't see them like creating another solo movie just for those two characters and yeah, yeah it I, it just really wouldn't work but like i would I mean they might they might surprise us they might surprise us at d23 and announce announce another thor movie but yeah i i yeah. doubt it i would i would have done this movie completely differently i would have been uh it would have focused on jane more more um, because i mean cancer is a big thing yeah yeah you know, like they kind of just grazed over it like all right well you're thor now and you're dying that's about it mm-hmm. that's all we got from that and so it was like we're not getting any depth from her and like we sort of got depth from christian bale's character and i was like th- those two characters could have been much more present in the movie and and uh you know like i th- i think it should have gone with we're following her story she becomes thor and she learns uh gore has like thor 
and she's trying to save him or something. And then near the end, she dies and Thor gets Mjolnir back, you know, and the mm-hmm. and then, uh, you know, he stops Gore or whatever like that. But like, I, I just, I just, yeah, it was like uh, with Ragnar with Ragnarok, how how goofy that was, and then how in Infinity War he was like goofy and serious and that was a that was the best blend of that and he was kind of obviously avoiding his feelings and stuff like that and i think this movie should have been completely serious where he comes to terms with all of his emotions and things like that so it's like you kind of just threw that in the trash mm. and so you know i don't know they just missed they missed the mark with that and i, I you know i do think you have a good point there chad with those two those those two points you brought up about leaning more into jane's story and the drama of that and mm. then uh, and leaning more into gore and, and the drama of that, because I think, like Kevin and I were saying, we had a problem with the balance. I think putting more focus on those things would have balanced it out a little more. Instead, those storylines kind of got sidestepped for all the funny stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's a great point. I think also, uh, uh, I agree with you saying the thing about Gore not getting enough time. Uh, Christian Bale's performance, I thought was awesome. Um, oh, yeah, I agree. Awesome, we, yeah. We totally he was the best agree. part of that movie for me. For, like, for real. I, he, mm, we needed yeah. so much more of Christian Bale. And I even heard it behind the scenes that there was so much footage that he was able to get uh, as Gore that they cut out because it was like, oh, it doesn't yeah. serve the story, so we got so to much get well, rid no, of they, they, it. Didn't, it did not serve the story. It was contrasted the comedy too much because it was too uh, dark and scary and things like that. I was like, well, maybe you should have made the movie dark yeah, and scary. You, know, you have I, a I'm character s- that's called the God Butcher. Make it dark and scary. I, <laughs> I agree. I, I think it's it. we've got a director, Taika Waititi, who directed uh, a, the film with, uh, what's it called, Jojo Rabbit. Have you guys right. seen Jojo Rabbit? I have not seen Jojo Rabbit. I've, s- a, I've seen it. It's great. Gorgeous I've, movie. I've heard great things, and Taika I'm sure White- it is great. I would argue that that is Taika Waititi's like, best movie that has the best balance of comedy and mm. dark stuff to it, you know? Because you, you can't... You can't just make all jokes when it comes to the story of Nazis and the Jews and like you know living yeah. that type of life. Um, <laughs> I, I think he balanced that one out perfectly, and I I thought to myself, okay, now that I've seen Jojo Rabbit, I'm pretty sure if he's gonna go back to Thor now, he's gonna be able to learn something, learn from this movie, you know, from Jojo Rabbit, and make something out of Thor that could be the same type of thing you know obviously not nazis and jews and whatever you know what i'm trying to say but uh right. although space nazis would have been interesting in thor space, <laughs> Na- space hydra space hydra yeah. that's what it would i have mean been. you have you have red skull on whatever the hell that planet right. was red that's skulls true. started out there. a new hydra in space that'd be interesting nah but i think that kind of stuff i've said it before on this show i think that stuff is beneath red skull at this point <laughs> yeah he's, 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 he's looking he's, past it He's living a different kind of. Uh, he's in a different state of being. That's this stuff means nothing to him. I would have been if I was him. I would be like, oh man, it's been so long since I've had a cheeseburger. I'll do whatever <laughs> I can to be a corp. I mean, to be a solid again instead of a ghost <laughs> or floating apparition that tells people about a stupid, you know, gem that you know you kill yourself for. Well, you know what? You know that's I was I was I actually said. All that stuff about Hydra's beneath him, but that's not true. He could expand to the universe. Yeah, like I mean, in, in the in the like comics, the universe... he's all about. 
getting the cosmic cube so he could control the universe. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. I, I take back what I said. I take back what I said. You never know. You never know. After 80 no, years, he might have changed his mind. Rousseau's destroyed that. Uh, that that's never <laughs> going to happen now. <laughs> it would be pretty cool to see Red Skull show up in uh, New World Order for, you know, the new Captain America movie. But we're not mm. here to talk about that. We're but still I talking think about he'll be, I, th- I think he will maybe make an appearance in Secret Wars, though. I will say that. Red mm. Skull? Yeah. Now, okay. Uh, what do you, what do you guys think are the chances that Thor, now that he's gonna be in more movies, what do you think is the chances that he will die in Secret Wars? Thor, Thor. Well, yeah, can't I... can't only the Necrosword kill gods? Like, can't he not die? Uh, I don't know if it's that the Necrosword specifically is the only thing that can kill gods, uh, but it is. Well, a, I mean, we haven't definitely weapon any other. I think I I I just always yeah. assume that the Necrosword does kill gods. But it's not the only thing that can kill a god, right? Like the star, the star that made uh, Stormbreaker could have killed Thor. I guess, well, yeah, that's true. Only if I die, yes, that's what killing you means. Od- Odin died of what? Old age? That's true. That's very true. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's yeah. That well, did he die of old age, or was it a prophecy that he was supposed to just die? But you know. However it happened, he he just was ready to go that day and decided to turn into sparkles. Uh, no, and no one shed a tear. They were they were okay with it. Were, were you guys? How did you guys feel about the ending of Thor four, where you know they're making the wish, uh, and you know the guy wishes for his daughter to come back instead of like I feel like you could have wished for anything, anything else other well, than well, Kevin. Dying. How about we answer that question when we get to that part of no! the story? <laughs> come on. Well, no, I'm, I'm just saying there there's some highlights about this movie that definitely piqued my interest. All right. Uh, one, one of which was the fact that, you know, uh, Thor, instead of wishing for the daughter to come back, they could have been wishing for any other type of thing. I don't know. This isn't Dragon Ball Z, but. <laughs> I mean, they uh, could have said, hey, could you uh, bring back my daughter and save Jane? There you go. Boom. Bring back all our loved ones, and then Loki would have come back. Yeah, is it like Odin? <laughs> is it like you get one wish type of thing? Well, you could make it a long sentence, be like, and bring back my friends, bring oh. back, bring back <laughs> as long Tony as you Stark. Can... Bring as long back. as you, as long as you can say it in one breath, I guess. I guess. Or... Well, that leaves the door open for a lot of questions then, because. And then Eternity's like, oh god, yeah. it's a lot of work, guys. All right. It's too much. It's too much. Just one at a time. Also, a uh, little little Easter egg that I noticed. I was watching Guardians of the Galaxy two the other day, uh, just for fun, <laughs> and there's the scene where uh, Peter Quill uh, is learning how to use his powers, you know, through his dad, Ego. And uh, he opens his eyes and he sees the universe with his uh, celestial powers. And he's like, I see it. Eternity. And there was a part of me that was like, oh, that's kind of like a cool little connection. It could be. I don't know if he's really talking about eternity yeah. from Thor is he 4. Talking but about... like, he can see eternity or he can, you know, yeah, that could mean anything. Is he talking about eternity, the celestial, com- uh, the cosmic being or the... I mean, the celestials are all eternity. interconnected in a way. So, I mean, that could not be celestial, something. You know. I but think he just means the vast you're probably right. space. You're probably right. Um, what, one of the other jokes that I really liked about Thor 4, though, was uh, I really liked the relationship that Thor was building with his uh, Stormbreaker. Every time he would try to mm. go for the hammer, Stormbreak would be like, hey, like, what's going on over here, you know? <laughs> See you shaking your head, Chad. <laughs> I mean, that, was, 
it was it was just I don't know. It was so cheesy that I was like, oh, <laughs> I, I rolled my eyes. It was a time. little weird. It's like since when since when can Stormbreaker and Mjolnir since yeah. when when they since when do they act like the 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 cloak of levitation from Doctor Strange? Like right. that's different. Like we've never seen we've Tyga never seen probably Stormbreaker. Saw, Tyga probably do saw Doctor Strange like oh you know that'd be. Uh, That'd be a funny idea to have in Thor. And I All like, right, Michael Caine. I don't do New Zealand accents. Sorry, I don't practice Taika Waititi on the weekends like hey, you, Kevin. Like, like that idea? Uh, only on, on our Saturday. Use it. Probably going to use that in the next film. I don't know that idea. I'm a rock was, creature who was annoying terrible. the whole movie. But you and know then, what, though? I, I feel like overall the movie to me felt like if you guys have seen uh, the Harley Quinn show on HBO Max, like they mm. took a twenty-minute episode of Harley Quinn and just turned that into a Thor show and extended it to two hours. Like I felt like everything was a comedic thing for uh, twenty minutes, which was which was stretched to two hours. Yeah. Um. Like I felt a like, little too much. It felt like they could have easily shortened that down to a twenty-minute episode of a Thor. Animated also, they series. made him very dumb. Like he doesn't know how to speak to a crowd of people. Sometimes, like he's like, "Oh, I I made a mistake, saying yeah. something very negative to you." No, sorry. You know, like I, I was like, all right, well, you're an incompetent superhero. That, like, what's what's going on here? I will admit there there is a part of me that feels like the 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 dumbness of Thor has gotten more and more dumb yeah. uh, as the movies have progressed. Um, and I I feel like Chris Hemsworth is the way he's been saying things in interviews is like, oh, like you know, if I if I feel like I'm being I'm getting bored and like I need to try something different something that makes me have fun and laugh and it's like that's that's cool and all but like sometimes don't completely change the character you, you, that's the thing right it's like if you go too far eventually you stop becoming thor and now you're just chris hemsworth having yeah, he's, fun he's chris hemsworth yeah he's not and thor anymore. like don't hemsworth get me wrong everybody everybody loves chris hemsworth i love chris hemsworth he's no he's fun he's, he's super fun charismatic in all his interviews as a personality he's just a cool guy but like when you see him in Thor, it's like there is this part where it's like he's not really Thor anymore yeah. as much as he could be. I don't know if that could also be in part because of the fact that he's done so many movies already. So like now he's you know it's time to change his character. Yeah, okay, no, I, I get that. I but mean, like, again, it's it's about balance, right? I yeah. mean, it's just it's just finding that balance. I feel like I feel like the balance of Thor Ragnarok, not just the film, but of Thor's character himself i felt that was very well balanced that was mm. you know that was the perfect balance of seriousness and and you know comedic effect um and of course that carried on through infinity war and endgame um but yeah this just leans so much into just just craziness and 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 silliness so it's I, just i will uh, also say i i should have said this earlier that uh i guess taika waititi in an interview was asked like hey do you uh, are you going to do Thor 5? Like, are you going to work on that? And Thor, both Chris Hemsworth and Taika Waititi were like, I'll do it if Taika does it, or I'll do it if Chris does it. If we both want to do it, then we'll do it. And to me, I'm like, okay, yeah. well, that, that could mean anything. Like, I'm going to assume maybe we will get a Thor 5, possibly, but if we I do... I would say don't do it <laughs> if you don't have a script. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. It makes yeah. If, if exactly. you don't have a plan that connects to any of the universe, don't do it. Just stop. Uh, stop I, it. I, I agree with Judd. 
Well, I, I guess, Chad. but that also brings up the point of like you know when we see DC doing their their non connected universe films like Joker, for example, or The Batman, how we all kind of praise like, oh man, we haven't had a standalone superhero movie in ages. But then you got Thor being a standalone technically, um, and we're not really into it because it's supposed to be interconnected with everything else. Um, but it's like, where's the sweet spot? Because I, I think we're having trouble finding what that is at this point with the rest of these movies. There's so many more movies coming out, and I think this movie alone was just, maybe it's a taste of what it could be like if, if we had standalone Marvel films again. What do you guys think of that? Well, I, I think standalone Marvel films are better sometimes because you don't have to worry about the added, like, oh, there's so-and-so who could just pop in at any moment or, or like, why didn't hey, they say, he's the help guy from the other movie. Yeah, mm. like, there's so many distracting things that could take you away from the plot because I think the best stories for superheroes are personal ones. That's mm -hmm. why Spider-Man has better ones, but obviously... We didn't get that until this last one, really, of of Spider Man. But like, uh, the Doctor Strange two wasn't that good because it was combined with uh, you know, um, a Wanda's story stuff. Like, if it was his own thing, I think it might have been a much better film. And like, if you weren't trying to build a multi off the whole multiverse arc, like if you weren't dependent on that, it'd be like, oh, because we only went to like two, three worlds, and I was like. All right, that's not really a multiverse. It's just jumping, you know, a couple dimensions or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. I I just think it, when it's a a director who knows what he's doing and like it's not a pure comedy like you know Ragnarok and this one, I think it could it has a better chance of being better or received better. I think I'll also add that. Uh... Looking at the, the the films that came out this year for Marvel, everything we've had, I think, what was it? We had Black Widow, we had Shang Chi, we had Eternals. Uh, that was that was all last year. Well, I mean, I'm sorry, I meant to say this past phase so far. Oh, I see. Um, In phase four, yeah. Most of these movies have been these serious things or new introductions to new characters, and I feel like this Thor, I believe Thor four was the first like real funny funny movie. Of phase four, right? Am I right about that? Yeah, Am I missing I'd anybody? So. Oh, yeah, I'd say other so. than the TV if, if shows. Not, yeah, other than the TV shows, I'd say yeah. So like, I I feel like the, I understand why they went in this direction again for Thor, um, because they needed that new that different flavor out of all these movies that were coming out during this phase. But was it the smart choice to make it for Thor? Maybe somebody else needed it more than him. Um, well, I think that's. Uh, Guardian, the third Gal uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be that, and now that took away, took that away from it. Now we might not like Guardians of the Galaxy three as much oh. because, you know. But but I will say James Gunn actually knows what he's doing. Well, I was going to say, yeah, but, <laughs> don't ever but, bet against James Gunn, man. That no, guy no, knows I mean, I, like of of of. There's many people who don't like Guardians of the Galaxy two, and I I like it. I thought it was great, but. You know, I get it. People thought it might have been too silly at points, but I was like, that's the way the one or two characters were written, like Drax and so on. But you still had serious moments going on with Rocket and and um, and uh, uh, Chris Pratt's, you know, character. Mm. So I, I think James Gunn at least knows his beats and he keeps it all. And like, I was sad when Yondu died. I was like, oh man, that's, you know, nice little moment there. But 
Uh, yeah, like there, there, there always has to be some kind of payoff in in these Marvel movies. I feel like for me, the, the in Thor, the one moment that made me go Ugh, feelings, oh, I'm gonna get a tearjerker moment was when Thor finally confessed to Jane while she's in her bed towards the end of the film, where he's like, "Because I love you, like I don't want you to go and get yourself killed," you know. When he finally starts confessing those things, and he's just so vulnerable to talk about how scared he is. Um, I was like, man, like Taika, where has this been? <laughs> like, this is the stuff that we needed even more of. I felt, um, but man, like you, you did get me with that one. So I do, I do applaud you for that film, uh, for that moment at least. You know. Yeah, no, the, the, that moment was great, and the end moment with um, Gore, where you know he's dying and and he's coming to terms with that, and to decide on whether he wants to bring his daughter back and they like i thought that was a very nice moment as well and and uh yeah but so far apart and nothing really could to connect to and you know um i felt the omnipotent what's the city called the god city omnipotent omnipotent city omnipotent city such a great yeah. name um i think the gods uh should have been shown to be more cruel than we got. Right. They, they seemed more mm. silly in that city. But the the one in the beginning that was about to kill Gore, I was like, okay, let's see more of this. Let's see more of the yeah. cruelty. They they seem less cruel and more just like assholes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? And it's like, that's not, they're not really, they don't seem really cruel. They just seem like a bunch of airheaded dicks, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh god, but, I don't, I don't yeah. know if you guys have seen uh have you guys seen the show Succession yet? No, not yet. I've heard good things though. It's a great I've show. I've been to watch it. One one of the main things about that show is uh you know, there there're all these rich people, these billionaires that all are a big family and you get to see scenes where you know how they interact with people who are quote unquote less than them. And uh most of the time it's like it, there is this humor to it because of how ridiculous it is that they're so powerful and wealthy. Uh, but there's also this like sadistic or like, you know, uh, very glass half empty kind of energy from these higher ups. Um, and I felt like that that could have been a really cool like uh, balance with all those gods of giving us more of that where it, they're, they're very pessimistic. Um, but they're, they're also more full of themselves than we think they are. Um, again, what you said earlier about the, the first god in the beginning of the film, that guy was like a total asshole full of himself, uh, total jerk that deserved to get stabbed in the neck. Like, I don't know. I, I didn't feel bad when he got killed. Is that bad? No, I was I was rooting for Gore. I was, I think that's, I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, kill the rest of them. I think that was the, the idea. Yeah, I think that was the point. But I wanted more. I wanted him to, like, the way Gore spoke to um, Valkyrie and... Uh, um, and Jane about the disparity of gods have they're not here to save you like why haven't they cured your cancer why ha did they let all your friends die in that battle you know like I wanted more that's why I wanted more Christian Bale because the uh, we only got to see the aftermath but if we got to see him actually speaking to these gods and like showing how hypocritical they are and like things like that I think that would have been more, that would hit heavier mm. and be more interesting but it skipped all over that, and we're like, oh, you know, he's evil now. You know, I don't know. But they, they could have played it much better, but they didn't. 
They missed was, the mark. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I was kind of hoping. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of hoping that we we would get the chance to see Gore kill more gods because yeah. we only get to see him stab one dude in the beginning, and then the rest of the film you you do see a dead god here and there, but you don't see Gore doing anything. And yeah. so I'm like, ah, oh, like you know, it kind of takes away. And from- they didn't even uh, they didn't they didn't even explain like, oh, he can summon monsters. I was like, what? What's just happening now? So I was I was very uh, interested in that, but it, because also if you are a comic book fan, you know the Necro Sword belongs to like the king of all symbiotes mm. in the in the Marvel yeah, universe. Yeah. So I was like, oh, are these like symbiote creatures or something? But no, I they weren't. They were just some some kind of monster or whatever like that. That's shadow true. shadow monsters. Excuse me. Yeah. Which yeah. were, were, were cool to look at, but, you know. Which also, I guess, is is a little shout-out to the whole Venom universe for the Spider-Verse that Sony's working on, um, where I think they're working on a Venom 3, which they're going to introduce, quote-unquote, the king of the symbiotes. Um, and if he ends up having oh, a really? necro sword, then that'd be really epic to be like, oh, there's an interconnection here, and this is the multiverse saga, so... Was was know. Marvel trying to do a shout-out? No, I, I, I feel like they, not. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like they do not care about... No. Anything going on with the Sony Spider Verse? I mean, I don't know the Sony Verse. They're trying really hard to connect all all their villains with Tom Holland's Spider Man. So I feel like yeah, it, Kevin it, Feige must have been once... sweating bullets, going, "Oh boy, how am I going to make this work?" Oh, the it's clearly saga. A, it's clearly a one sided relationship, right? Yeah. Sony's yeah. like, "Oh, we we want to follow you, Marvel. We're doing all you know. We're trying to connect. We're creating our own thing, but we're trying to connect to Tom Holland." And Marvel's like, "Who are you? Excuse me, what?" It's the twelve-year-old brother who thinks he can help his seventeen-year-old brother come up with more action figures to add to the collection. And it's like, no, those are dolls. Those aren't action figures. Mm. Oh God, this kid's embarrassing me. Ah, but either way, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, with that all being said, gentlemen, do we have any more highlight moments we want to bring up before we step into this summary? Nope. I'm yeah, I'm ready to just dive in. Hell yeah, let's do it, guys. So we got the beginning of Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh, is a little bit of a paragraph here, so give me a sec as I read. So, Gore and his daughter struggle in a barren desert. Despite their prayers to their god, Rapu, Gore's daughter dies. Then the god-killing necrosword weapon calls to Gore, leading him to Rapu's lush realm. After Rapu cruelly dismisses Gore's plight, he renounces the god, causing Rapu to strangle him. The Am I saying that right? Rapu or Rapu? I don't even know. Uh, the necrosword offers itself to Gore, who kills Rapu with it and vows to kill all gods. Gore is granted the ability to manipulate shadows and produce monsters, but is cursed with impending death and corruption under the sword's influence. Now, I find that really interesting for that first section because it says that he he's granted the ability to manipulate shadows and produce monsters. I don't remember if we were actually told that or if we were shown that right from the get-go. Uh, no. you, right? No. Am I, am I no, right about we weren't that? Told. They just they just showed it later on. They, yeah, they just. Have that happen later on. We're like, oh man, he's just super cool and badass. It's just like, oh, oh, I guess, I guess he can do this now. Mm. I, I will say, when the movie first starts and you see the shadow of Christian Bale, like you instantly know it's Christian Bale, just based on his like, figure. The 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 only thing that we learned about uh, him when he got the sword is when Rapu or Rapu or however you say it, or Rapa. Rapu. Um, a repute and probably it's probably said but um <laughs> what we learned was uh because the god goes it's like oh the sword shows you now you're cursed that's all it's that's all he said that's all that happened so yeah i, I guess so i guess you can just kind of connect the dots after that and be like oh, okay he yeah. probably has like cool powers or whatever 
But uh, I thought this was a, a really cool opening scene, though, with Christian Bale because it gave us everything we needed to know about his point of view and all the suffering he'd experienced. Um, but also it's it's a cool setup to make us think about the fact that he just wants to kill gods, whereas there's still the option of bringing his daughter back by the end. Um, Raul, what, what did you think about this opening sequence? No, I thought I thought Christian Bale was... Uh, I mean, you get Christian Bale to do a role. Like, this guy doesn't half-ass anything. You know what I mean? Like, mm. So anytime Christian Bale was on screen was always a delight. So, yeah, this first... You really, you know, you really buy it. He's really, uh, you really see his emotion come through yeah. and he's like, he's got his daughter and he's like, they're, he's desperate to find something, some kind of uh, food, shelter, something. And his daughter dies in his arms and he's just, you know, you feel it, man. You know, he, mm. you feel all the emotions coming out. So I love, I love this scene. Just, just getting us instantly into the headspace of gore and where he's coming from and how, how you can understand his motives going forward in the story. Oh, yeah. yeah. I also found it really interesting when, when uh, you know, Christian Bale's character, Gore, he, he's trying really hard to get this, you know, god to help him, and the god doesn't care about offending Gore and just being like, ah, screw you, you're just a little lowlife. And the moment Gore has a way to hurt the god by saying, I renounce you, then it's not okay. Like, no, this this doesn't work that way. I I am only allowed to make fun of you. You're you're not allowed to make fun of me. You know, you're not allowed to attack me. Which, he can dish it out, but he can't take it. Exactly. Yep. Which I guess I don't know. It still gives me that callback to Succession about like how the rich uh, act against the poor kind of thing. Like, oh, like we we get all this cool stuff, but you can't you can't treat me like crap. I can treat you like crap. You know. It's I thought that was a really cool connection. Um. And I feel as though, uh, you know, when you see, again, what I was saying earlier, when you see this first guy getting killed, I'm like, damn, I better see some more gods getting killed now. So you're setting it up for us. You're setting up the movie of what we're, we're to expect now for the next few scenes or next few minutes of this film, hopefully. Yeah. But um, we didn't get that, did we? So that's all. You know what? I've heard that I've heard a lot of people have this complaint about like, well, Gore, Gore didn't do enough God butchering on screen. You know what? It didn't bother me. Really? It surprisingly wasn't. Yeah. You know why? I, and I don't know. I just I saw it the first time, and then you see the aftermath. The rest of the you see all these you know gods dead. You know, especially that big, that one big monster like God. You know, mm. and I don't know. For me, it was enough for me to go, okay, I get it. He's he's killing gods. I didn't, uh, I mean, would it have been cool to actually see him kill more gods? Sure, but honestly, it did not even register with me. Like, I got it. He's killing gods. This guy needs to be stopped. All right, cool. And it wasn't until after I saw the movie I heard people talk about that. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess he didn't kill. <laughs> like, it didn't even <laughs> register with me at all. I guess he didn't kill any other gods on screen. He was Gore uh, the two-god butcher. <laughs> Yeah, right, he I only mean, killed two know. gods, technically. I don't know. No, Maybe he... that was just me and my... No, he, he killed a lot more. Yeah. It's just we only saw the aftermath of certain... Right. You know, of a, of a few of them. And yes, we did get... We did see him kill that first god, Rapu, on screen. We did see that. But yeah, mm -hmm. we didn't see any... We didn't see him kill any more after that. But it wasn't until later that I didn't even realize, like, oh, yeah, he didn't really kill... We didn't see him kill any more gods... But it didn't, I don't know. I just, it never bothered me. My question is. That's just me, I guess. I don't know. Are, so are Asgardians, like the citizens, they are not gods. 
I was wondering this too, actually. Yeah. I, I felt like the the other Asgardians are they have super strength as well. Yeah, but they're not gods, I guess. But they still have Asgard the abilities of Asgardians, which are superhuman. Uh, until I see some movie or show where some random character meets a random Asgardian and the Asgardian can well, lift something Well, they did heavy. in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And oh, really? Yeah, they did do that. But, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's isn't right. really... Yeah. Oh. I guess. Yeah, Peter count. McNichol. I remember that episode. So, wait, in, in that episode, did the Asgardian have super strength? Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Yeah. Well, then I guess for now it's safe to assume that maybe most Asgardians or all Asgardians are stronger than humans. Yeah. Um, they are. I think aliens, they have. Yeah, just... they all have the same. Yeah, they all have the same powers as Thor and all that stuff. I just think we call Thor and Odin and Loki. They're all gods because those are the ones that came down to Earth uh, most often, and they were worshipped as gods by the Norwegianers or whatever. Right. So we, I guess that's why we call them gods because they specifically were the ones who had access and contact with people on Midgard on Earth. Because. Um, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, a majority of the Asgardians just stayed in Asgard, so they were never seen by anybody on Earth, nor so but, you know, hence they weren't worshipped as gods. Asgardians had soldiers in their army and everything like that, so they did go to other worlds to fight or realms to fight. So it's just like, yeah. all right, do they fall into the category of godlike beings, or are they just, you know, I'm sure they did, considered I'm as sure people because. Then I would have said, why didn't he just slaughter everyone in that town and the kids? Because the kids are also gods. So it's like he, oh, he, I see why we're he should have killed them up. too. Okay. But, so we're trying – okay, okay. Oh, uh, well, he's got uh, a weak spot for kids though because of his daughter. I think I wouldn't say that. He was going to let that thing drop on their head. Well, okay. Well, there's that, but also there's the point of he was using the kids as bait so that he can get the yeah. Bifrost. I don't, I don't think he really cared. He's like, oh, yeah. you remind me of my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that. I thought that was going to come into play later. They were going to use her to draw it out of him, but no, that didn't happen. So. Well, next up on the scene here, this yeah. movie, oh. we got a... We hear Korg narrating a montage of what Thor has been up to. He's been helping the Guardians of the Galaxy with whatever they wanted to do. I'm going to add on to the next part here. After helping the Guardians of the Galaxy with their latest battles, Thor learns of a distress signal from Sif. Or S yeah, Sif. The Guardians happily part ways with Thor as he finds an injured Sif who warns that Gore's next target is New Asgard. Um, first things first, the montage, I feel like that was something like every Marvel fan was expecting to see because... You know, it's yeah. Like, how's it gonna go from Fat Thor to Muscular Thor? You know, um, I they could have skipped that whole thing, and I wouldn't have cared. Really? They, yeah. No, I was like, I I didn't care for the whole fat storyline. I was like, uh, <laughs> I I think I think if anything, we should have had no montage because like uh, that just took up time of the story. Which could have been you used. know though you know Chad there would have been some people out there going you why didn't he he was supposed to be fat why didn't we see how he became skinny what happened well, well he's not then, skinny then he's he buff, could have made but... a side comment being oh I did a bunch of you know certain workouts that <laughs> right or, you know, as like guardian squats yeah some, some stupid line could have taken care of that in you like just, one yeah. second. I just and know then, people would have complained. Why isn't he fat well, anymore? If anything, I would have. If I were Marvel, I would have been like, okay, here's uh, extra DVD features of him working out. Like, yeah, a, like, like oh, him. Set, like you know how people thing, yeah. on social media, 
like their pictures, their videotaping themselves work out. He does that. That would have oh, been funny. Like, yeah. make it like, and make it like and his roommate, yeah, and his roommate, roommate Daryl like, is the one no, recording like, and like holding Korg, the camera. No, Korg, Korg is videotaping. Or Korg, like, yeah, oh, yeah, man, yeah. He's gonna do this now, and he's gonna lift these uh, whites. And then you gotta like, put, oh, you, you know, gotta put Daryl in there somewhere though. You gotta well, put he's in the movie. You know, he's in the movie. Yeah, I know he's in the movie. Yeah, it's like when he showed up. But I think they could have done that, like as a, or like in the credits, just had him working out, you know, doing different things to get in shape or whatever, like as a as a extra bonus, you know, thing. It didn't it didn't influence the story at all. It didn't mm. really do anything for the story. Yeah, it was simply a like, you know, it was a gag. This it is, was just yeah, like, like, oh, you're all caught up now. And now he's uh, wearing a man <laughs> bun, and he's like some sort of. The, you didn't even get a bit of that. Like I was, I don't know. That was all dumb. Well, I mean, I, I thought it was interesting that Korg was setting us up with letting us know where Thor is mentally. Because he's like, well, look, Thor is, like, working out, and he's physically, like, perfect now. But mentally, he's still not okay. He's still trying I mean, to find but himself. The thing they, they could have showed that to us instead of telling I, that, us. That's very true. That's super true. Although the, the way that they narrated it was well done, in my opinion. Mm. But I still agree with you, though. They could have just shown us instead of, you know, told us. Um, but if if they had to explain it any way that wasn't showing us, then I'm glad it was Korg trying to tell the kids the story of it was the mighty a, Thor. I mean, then it, but also the the narration was a device that kept coming up and uh, you know coming up that over too. and over again. So they used it to bookend the film. So I guess the, in in that sense, that's why the narration is so, somewhat important to this movie. All right, we're going to get to more of that, too, because there's some that we're going to talk about with uh, with Jane. But uh, next up in our scene here, we got a... Uh, oh, wait a minute, real quick. I, I think I almost skipped over this thing. When we see the distress signal from Sif, uh, I thought it was really cool that they started setting up the whole Valhalla situation of like, no, 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 you you can't go to Valhalla until you unless right. you were in battle. That's when you have to die. How you, do you get into Valhalla? Yeah, yeah. if you die outside of, of battle, then you don't go to Valhalla. And Sif is like, man, I got to stay alive. And I thought that was a, that was a really good place to plant that thought because then by the end you get a good uh, you know uh, thing with Jane at the end of the end credits, which we'll talk about right. later. But also, yes. I want to I want to bring up that battle that we saw of them taking on the furry chicken things or whatever they were. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> uh, I thought that was so bad and like not like fun. It, it was all. cheesy. It was like the split holding them apart. I was like, ugh. I, my eyes almost <laughs> my eyes almost <laughs> fell out of my head because they were rolling so hard. But, it's a little cheesy. But the, yeah. but, but I but I'll say uh, that uh, like you could tell that the whole thing was a set. Like the background was just CG, and like the, they were just hiding next to these fake rocks. I was like, who did the production value? Of this is looks terrible. Well, you know, Thor yeah. four was the first, I believe, the first Marvel movie where they started using the volume, just like Star Wars does for their TV shows. And you could tell, though, that they're using mm. it because of that scene specifically. Um, but also going to the you know the, the whole leg split thing, um, that moment to me was the moment that told me that if you don't like this joke, you're not going to like this movie. <laughs> At least that's what it told me. Um, yeah. And I was like, okay, like I have to just accept that this is the sense of humor that this movie is trying to give me. And if I can just open my mind and be open to it, then I, I'm sure I can enjoy the that's, movie more. That's the mindset I was in. I was like, all right, here we go. Like, yeah. this, this is this is the movie. So and, and I just got to be, be fair, into this. To be fair, because I gave myself that mental thought process, 
then I did enjoy the movie for what it was. Um, but of mm-hmm. course, you guys know how we all felt about it. Uh, you know, as we started this podcast episode. Right. But you know, either way, that they they set the tone for us. Although they set the tone with Christian Bale killing a god, and then they they go to this, and you're like, okay, so it's a little jarring, isn't it? Yeah, like the yeah. tone is this then, or is it this? I, what are you trying right. to show us, Taika? No, I mean, if anything, it it should have been um, him, uh, Thor, angrily tearing through space, fighting all these, not like comically, but like seriously tearing through, and then like he's like, no, I should go the route of peace, and blah 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 blah, and you know. I, can I, I just yeah. no yeah go can on. I just say sorry no sorry Chad I, I was just can I just say the Guardians were treated like chumps in this movie like I really did not the way like I did not like the way the Guardians were were portrayed here like yeah. these guys the, this movie made them seem like incompetent fools you know like I I I get it like Thor is very powerful but I don't know it just it just made the Guardians look really bad. Well, you know, I, 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 I totally see what you mean by that. I, I personally saw it as, like, were the Guardians of the Galaxy capable of handling um, this massive battle that Thor finished off for them? Like, were they really able to like, do it I feel like own? they've handled worse, or at least yeah. well, I mean, like, similar also, if, you look at, if you look at, like, the second movie when they had uh, all, all the people from— Oh, my God, it's, I'm, I'm skipping right now in my brain. The, the people that were the perfect people that are making Adam. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, the, yeah, the sovereign. The sovereign. sovereign that's uh, what it is. When when they're up against the sovereign, it's like they know when they're surrounded, and they know that they've also got people they're trying to help in this Thor movie. So they're like, guys, we we really need some heavy guns in this. But also, I, it's weird. Like I I got the opposite feeling about it. Like I didn't see them as these these pathetic losers. I saw them as these guys who are just like, bro, we literally brought you Thor with us so that you could help us take care of all the hard stuff. Because we we're, we're literally here because we depended on you, and you're not helping us. Instead, you're this yoga instructor who needs to find his peace and tranquility. And so, if yeah. anything, I I got the sense that they're just sick of Thor. They're like, dude, as cool and muscular as you are and powerful as you are, your headspace is not there, and we don't want to deal with this anymore. We feel also, like we're babysitting you. He's destroying temples. Like not, he's not even using his head in the battle. He's just trying to look cool for some reason but yeah which is understandable like, because i i get that that's that's i guess that's because he's reckless and they're trying to say that this is because his head is not in the right space he's got some healing he, to do still go find the people you love he, man. he comes he yeah. comes out like in this movie he comes off as more as a child if anything because of how dumb he is and how he doesn't he's not able to interact with people that well and like he who's yeah, I mean he's he's a he's a man child, but also like he's however old in this movie, and he you know he's lost family members. You know he should be be at some maturity in his head. Like there should be right. some, not only when he just hears oh she has cancer, it's like oh maybe I stop joking for a minute and you know. I think that's how I think Thor. I'm trying to I'm trying to give this movie the benefit of the doubt, even though there's. I know we're kind of picking it apart and being and you know being pretty critical but there's some I'm trying to give this movie the benefit of the doubt in that I think what they're trying to do is that Thor I mean he's lost so much I mean if you think about it, like he's lost 
his father, he's lost his brother, he lost, you know, Asgard was destroyed, Mjolnir was destroyed. I mean, he gets so to a really dark place. I mean, especially in Endgame. I mean, that's like the lowest of the low he can get. And I think it's maybe he's kind of, as a result, developed this, coping I don't mechanism. know, uh, this coping mechanism. Exactly. This coping mechanism of kind of, I don't know, everything's funny. Everything's a joke, right? As a way to kind of deflect the seriousness of everything going on. I, I, I can't help but feel like maybe that's what, that's what's happening with him here. He's just developed, he's developed this coping mechanism and this defense and well, you know, the hard stuff is too hard, so I'm just going to make a joke about everything. I I can sort of agree with that, but I say they didn't convey that that well. Like, yeah, they went too hard into it, and now it's just well, just we we don't want things no for sure. For if if James Gunn had written this script, he would have made sure to add a scene where Thor talked about that himself. Oh, you know, I'm just making a coping mechanism and blah blah. blah. Like he would have said those things. Because that's, that's something that I always notice James Gunn does in all his movies or his all the projects he works on. All his characters have a therapy session with each other and talk about their mm. feelings. And I'm like, okay, maybe Taika learned a little bit of that when there's some interactions throughout this movie. But he, he didn't really talk about, like, the big bulky parts about Thor himself and, like, what is going on with him psychologically and why he's thinking the way he's thinking. You know what? I think... To going to what your point was, Chad, I think the reason why it probably doesn't work as well is because not only is Thor movie, I mean Thor movie, not only is Thor uh, kind of jokey and funny, but like like we were saying, this whole movie is like eighty percent comedy. So I think it doesn't quite work as well. Like if the movie was more serious, yeah. and then you see Thor kind of being all jokey, jokey, it 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 stands out more. Right. Mm, and yeah. you're like the tone of the movie is a little more serious, but then Thor is being the way he is. And you're like, oh, there's something's not right with him right now. Like he's being a little too, uh, a little too, uh, you know, funny and all that stuff. What, what's going on with him? But because the movie was also kind of in that silly vein, it didn't really stand out as much. Mm. I, I think also going from Endgame, uh, where you see uh, you call back to the scene where he's talking to Rocket Raccoon about you know, we got to get in there and steal Jane's uh, Infinity Stone inside her. Hey, like, Thor, you got to you gotta snap out of it. Just that whole energy and vibe that Thor was. Like, he's just psyching himself out all the time throughout Endgame. So that by the end, he's like, I really got to figure myself out because I still haven't done this. So that's why, for me, I was, like, expecting him to still be this psyching himself out kind of person throughout this next film. Which, again, brings us back to the, the Guardians of the Galaxy they're like, yo, we're the freaking Guardians of the Galaxy, and you're embarrassing us, dude. Like, we've got a reputation to uphold. You don't have your shit together. Let's let you go. Please, by all means, go do your thing so that we can go do our Guardian stuff and not look like total dumbasses because of you, man. Come on. Uh, especially with the, the giant glass castle, which, by the way, who the heck makes a giant glass castle <laughs> and calls that their home and expect it to not get destroyed? You know what I mean? Well, it wouldn't have gotten destroyed <laughs> if, if it wasn't uh, for Thor. If it wasn't for Thor. Yeah, who knows how long it had been up there, it had been constructed before Thor destroyed it. It could have been there for thousands of years. Also, yeah. can I just say the, the birds on their motorcycles definitely gave me, uh, oh, what's it called? The, thing, the movie with Tom Hardy. Uh, where he's he's the he was the Mel Gibson role. Uh, oh my God, with Furosa, 
You know what I'm talking about? Oh, Mad Mad Max. I do, Mad but Max I, wanted, Fury Road. I wanted you to get to it on your own. <laughs> yes, Mad Max Fury Road. It, it gave me such a Mad Max vibe uh, watching those bird alien creatures on their motorcycles. Um, and so mixing that in with, like, Thor splitting his legs, I was like, oh, my God, what is this movie right now? Um, but anyways, guys, we've stayed on this scene for too long. Let's move on to the next thing here. Uh, so we got, meanwhile... Dr. Jane Foster, Thor's ex-girlfriend, has been diagnosed with stage 4 terminal cancer. With medical treatment proving ineffective, she travels to New Asgard, hoping that Thor's hammer Mjolnir, which was previously fractured by Hela, might heal her. We also see a play with Melissa McCarthy as Hela, Luke Hemsworth as Thor, and Matt Damon as Loki. I'm really glad they brought back the theater group or for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I did not see coming that they were going to bring Melissa McCarthy. Uh, that yeah. definitely gave me a good laugh. Um, that came out of the blue. That was funny. Plus, I think Taika Waititi like really likes his theatrical stuff, so he was like, "Yeah, of course we got to bring it back. Of course, yeah, let's do that." I, I I agree. I thought it was very humorous, but the best part of that whole play was Sam Neill when he was disappearing. Sam he was when he dropped the thing. He was like, "Oh no, I'm," and the, he had to say what he had to say what was happening. Like, "Oh, I'm dying now." And I was like, "That's funny." Uh, I also I love that uh, to to cut the scene. Both Thor and Loki, you know, the actors, they both look up and go, Heimdall! And then the spotlight hits them, and everybody just starts clapping. Like, that's it. That's the end of the scene. Yeah. How did they know that's the end of the scene? As as a theater actor who did theater once. Like, that, that's not how you end a scene. You just got to black out. Like, I don't know. Anyways, it, it was hilarious. Guardians. Bring yeah, down the I, curtains. Yeah, bring down the curtains or something. Um, they're not human. They're Asgardians. You know? they, they, have a, they have a limited budget that... Uh, the tourism, all the all the money that comes in from tourism, they don't really allocate it to the theater, the theater <laughs> folk. <laughs> now, w one thing that's really interesting though is uh, Jane Foster. So Natalie Portman's Jane Foster. When I've seen her throughout the the MCU films that I've seen her in so far, I always felt like she was just so dry. Like her character was very dry, very plain, and like one dimensional. Uh, I didn't really get too much out of her. So I'm glad that this movie kind of started to give you some more about her so you could actually get to know her better and like her a little yeah. bit more. Um, I did. I, I wouldn't say that. I would say in the first two movies, I I got, you know, something from her. Obviously, it wasn't as, you know, <laughs> a, a crazy in-depth. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know what you were looking for exactly, but, you know, she's a person who fell for this person who fell from the sky but she's also a, a smart she's intrigued by that you know her theories are right and she's you know the scientist and and the thing is with that i think in two when she when she's infected with the um whatever it's called i forget what it's called um i think that's Ether. what gave her the cancer Ether. they should have tagged they should have tacked that on and so that's Thor's fault that she's got cancer. Then he would feel mm, even more guilty. Oh. That would have been great. It's just like, yeah, I got cancer after you removed the the um, the stone from me. <laughs> we just keep we just want to keep stacking <laughs> on. trauma. Now his daughter needs to trauma, die. Like... <laughs> trauma on poor Thor. Yeah. Oh man, poor Kick Thor for Thor four. You know, it wasn't so much like I feel like I got enough out of. Jane Foster and the other two films, but yeah. what I didn't get was a lot of chemistry between her and Thor in the other two films. I, I feel that, like that's, that's kind of what I yeah. That's I what think I was that's only too. because of the way it was written, and also she didn't really want to be in the 
the second one or something like that. I well, forget. yeah. I mean, I'm sure once I she mean, read the script, she was like, oh, God, I gotta work on well, this. Well, but uh, but also, I think, you know, the um, the uh, she didn't have a great relationship with. I didn't really read into it because I don't care. I don't well, really care I, I think about I, all that. I read something about how like she didn't want to be the damsel in distress character anymore. Well, yeah, like, I heard that. Bored I did of that. Hear that. So when Taika yeah. came up to her and was like, "Hey, I want to offer you something different than that. Like, what about this?" She was like, "Oh, I'm very intrigued." Well, so, she should have known that it could have led up to Lady Thor. I mean, if you oh, read uh, the character. well, but also that character is very interesting. Because... Well, we don't know that that Natalie Portman is. We don't know how much her knowledge is. You know, her, her comic knowledge. Is, also, Lady is, Thor. How vast I, it I believe is. Lady Thor didn't really come out as a comic until 2015. So she, there was no oh, Lady really? Thor when she was working on the second one. So I'm, I'm guessing mindset-wise, she must have been thinking, I'm just the damsel in distress probably forever if I keep doing this. Um, I would have preferred if she was still the ambulance EMT that inspired Thor because then, you know, that would go with the personality you get in this one of her. It's like, no, I don't, I'm going to risk my life to save these kids. You know, I'm going to save people because mm. I am an EMT. She wasn't that. In the first, she's a scientist. She's just trying to prove her theories, and so I—that's why I was like, that kind of takes away from her character. Mm. But you know, I, I thought that in, when we first see her, uh, she's like sitting in the in the doctor's office, and she's got this guy next to her with a book. She—he's reading her book, and she's like all chuckly and like, "Hey, like you you enjoying the book? Yeah, that, that's me. I I wrote that. Like that that whole sequence." to me was so charming and that mm. for me that that made me like Jane Foster a little bit more because I felt like to me it was like I, I feel like <laughs> I didn't get to see this side of her in the first two movies and so the fact that she's kind of like in that zone uh the only reason I could justify why she was acting that way even if it was her book or not was the fact that she had cancer she's like about she's thinking yeah. about dying so her mind places like getting her all loopy and whatever and she's just willing to try something different before she quote unquote dies. Well I don't know why I'm quoting unquoting it, but <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> she I think she should have been sunk in the moment, accepting her own demise and we really sit her <laughs> with her at in that moment and be like, oh man, this is really sad, you know. But really you know, quick, we had to I, make a comedy, you know. Really well, quick, well, uh Yeah, go ahead. Oh. No, I was just gonna say this podcast, you know, we're uh we're striving for accuracy because our podcast is so is so important. So I went ahead and looked up. <laughs> I went ahead and looked up when Lady Thor was introduced. Ah, yes. And it tell was us, 2014. 2014. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. 2014. Okay. So she yeah, yeah, yeah. she definitely did not know about Lady Thor then by uh, when she worked on the second right. one. Yeah. Because I, I think when did the second right. one come out? I think 2013. Well, I, right? I doubt she read the comics for her character. Well, her... I mean, e either way, there wouldn't have been co that much for her to read because yeah, Thor: The Dark yeah. World came out in 2013, and then Lady Thor was first introduced the next year. Yeah, very good, because... very good. But yeah. but you know what, Chad, I, I want to go back to what you just said though about mm -hmm. the, it should be dark and brooding. If we make Thor's storyline dark and brooding, and then we cut to Jane, now her story is dark and brooding, and then we cut to Gore, and Gore's story story is dark and brooding. Everything's just gonna be dark and brooding, and then we're gonna get a Batman movie. <laughs> so like, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say it would be dark and brooding because if you're surrounded by all this color, uh, very you know vibrant colors, the whole movie's very vibrant and very colorful and very almost hopeful at times. But somehow they can't see past themselves and enjoy the world that they're in. And then you know you kind of, uh, if it was written in that way. 
where they could, um, you know, find that thing that helps him get over, like him, you know, wanting to be with her. And then, you know, he, it becomes lighter, it comes brighter. You know, mm. there, there's you, if you earn those laughable or joyful moments, they hit even harder. And in the fact that they didn't want to do that, that they just wanted to go for the cheap and just, you know, stupid jokes and stupid, uh, happy moments. And, you know, I, I, you know, I think they, they, you know, yeah. I'm, 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 if, I'm if, losing no, track no, I, because... I, I totally get what you're saying, though. I, I think if, if anything, too much of one thing is not a good thing. And there, there definitely needed to be a better balance of not too many jokes, but not too dark and brooding that it just feels super ultra depressing forever. Uh, you got no, you got to meet it I halfway. Mean, well, no, I mean, there's, there's a certain point where you would take... Uh, uh, there's, uh, like, not everything that happens to him in the scene is going to be... Oh, you know what? Oh, your dog just got hit by a car. Sorry. And then it's like, oh yeah, you got cancer. It's not gonna build up like that, but you're just gonna feel with them in the moment, and then like there'll be this release that can be like her friend that shows up. That could have been the release to that moment, you know, of her just sitting there like looking at the tubes in her arm and stuff like that. And then you have the comedic moment of her friend showing up instead of her doing the book thing with the the guy because then i didn't care about her friend being silly at all she was like less silly she was she wasn't as funny yeah no i i'd say she wasn't silly at all her friend uh, i think her friend was the serious one saying why aren't you being serious you have cancer she was trying to be silly because like wouldn't you want to contact your you know handsome sexy friend Mm -hmm. and you know it was just like and that's just yeah that's the nature of darcy's character darcy's always kind of the yeah she's the the funny best friend, but yeah, also, I, I, yeah. I, I think I, Go ahead, I, Kevin. I did like the the fact that because Jane Foster's in denial from the beginning, as the movie progresses, you slowly start seeing her get sadder and more droopy as her sickness is getting worse and worse. And so I was like, okay, I, I that's the only reason I forgive that because if it was just like denial the whole entire time and then she dies, and it's like, okay, well, whatever, but. See, I don't know. I, I think I thought I, I felt okay with the way that they handled Jane Foster from the beginning. Um, yeah, it didn't bother me so much either. But moving on to our next scene here, we got uh, Thor arrives in New Asgard just as Gore's attack begins. Thor is surprised to find Foster wielding Mjolnir, but teams up with her, Valkyrie, and Korg to fight Gore. Due to an enchantment Thor unknowingly placed on it years earlier to protect Foster, Mjolnir reforges and bonds itself to her. I think. That's out of order, right? Which part? Well, I mean, your uh, that last part you just said happened before. Like, don't they say that before? Oh, like yeah, that? no. So, so when when they see that she has the 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 armor on, that's when Korg yeah. enters with the narration, says, "Oh, you're probably wondering why she has the armor oh, and the okay, powers." Gotcha. Well, yeah, this yeah, is the background I story. There's narration there, yeah. Which I will say, the the cutscene of Thor and Jane. Uh, roller skating together with their hammer like flying them or moving them forward i found very hilarious uh like that was like the one moment that i was like damn it you got me good ah that that was that was pretty funny um but what did you guys think of like the introduction to lady thor i thought it was lackluster like i like what (laughs) no i mean the the fact that when she came to the town and then we just assumed that the hammer came together and she was Thor. But like when we're introduced to her, she's already been Thor for a bit. Like I would have liked that. I would have liked to see 
her first experience at Thor. It did. She's already been Thor for yeah three or how how long was it? She she was like Thor for. Like, uh, I forget. Uh, she um the Valkyrie girl says like how long she's been Thor, and I was like uh oh okay not very so, long not no not very long at all but like at least like. Because they're playing her off as she's trying to be cool, but she's not cool, and like, but you know, when when we had those moments of Thor charging in with his hammer, like people are excited. I I didn't feel that hype for her. Like, build her up some, not just try to like. I don't know the 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 appearance of her just on screen didn't hype it up for me. I was like, eh, this is expected because they showed it in the trailer. You know, it's like, oh, Jane, Jane, is that you? <laughs> Jane? Bro, yeah. what did you think? I thought it was cool. I mean, I yeah, I, I think it could have been cool. Maybe could we have had a moment maybe a little bit beforehand with Jane, like, experiencing the power of Thor for the first time and kind of having this moment of, like, feeling like, for once, I'm not feeling like I'm about to die. You know, this feels great. I feel all this power. Like, that, w- that would have been cool. But I actually didn't mind her introduction, like, you know, uh, yeah, it is. Just, I mean, the introduction is exactly what they showed in the trailers. So it's like, well, I've seen it, but it's still cool to watch her, like, you know, fight and be a bad. She looks great in that costume, by the way. Yeah. Oh, like Natalie good. Portman, you could tell she put in the work. Yeah, she you know? worked She's... out for sure. I wish they yeah. gave her, like, her own, because you know how they, they play Led Zeppelin for Thor. They should have played, um, I'm forgetting the band that does the song, but. If they played like Barracuda at that moment when she comes in, like oh Barracuda, you know, yeah, I would like that. That would have that would at least hyped up the moment for me. But it was just like you know very bland. I don't know. I think one of the things for me is it kind of brings me back to something I was saying in the beginning of the episode, which was the fact that like we know about the comics, so because we know what happens in the comics, we know what's going to happen in the storyline. There, there's this part of my mind that's like I'm not shocked to see Lady Thor because that was the marketing point of the movie but also we know who Lady Thor is under the mask already um and I'm sure Taika Waititi knew that which is why he set it up for us to already see that she's turning into Thor on her own in front of us rather than keep it a secret till the very end of the movie um in the comics as I push my glasses up really high um Thor doesn't find out who Lady Thor is until the end of the storyline um when she finally removes her mask and says, hey, I'm Natalie Portman or I'm Jane Foster and I have cancer. And Thor's like, what the heck? Oh, my God. It's been like a whole freaking book trying to figure out who you are. This is crazy. Whereas in this movie, we find out like 30 minutes into the film. Well, I think that's because of the plot. I think it's. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, Thor is going through something else. And in the comic book, he lost Mjolnir. And he's not called the Mighty Thor anymore. He's I forget what he, what he's called, but he's like jealous of this new Thor. And you don't really get that in this movie. This is more like it's like wait a minute, you know. He recognizes Jane. It's his ex girlfriend. It's his ex weapon. And then, you know, there's that thing. The, the completely different mm-hmm. feelings they in the in the movie because he really wants to know who like the fact that he already knows who she is before she takes the mask off. And then, you know, or no, actually, I shouldn't say that. He just told her, it's like, take your mask off. And then she's Jane. So, yeah. So, but yeah, no, I'd, I'd say the, those are two different storylines that, you know, have no, 
uh, comparison, really. And in the comics, Thor d- definitely doesn't go, Jane? <laughs> On to the next scene, then. We got uh, the group Thor's score, but he escapes, kidnapping several Asgardian children and imprisoning them in the Shadow Realm. Several? Uh, I'd say a dozen. Thor tries to give a speech to his Asgardian people to reassure them that he'll find the children. Can I just say, every time I hear the word Shadow Realm, I just think of Yu-Gi-Oh!, like, oh, I'm going to take you to the Shadow Realm. That's because you know? you're a weeb. I'm a, I'm a very big weeb, yes, indeed. I have Yu-Gi-Oh cards, guys. I do, I swear. They're, they're in my What's room somewhere. What's your best somewhere. card? Uh, you know, Blue Eyes, White Dragon, whatever. No big deal. This is all over my head. This is okay. Over my head. You're an adult, Raul. You're allowed to not know <laughs> what he's talking about. I never got into Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm sorry. How dare you? You've activated my trap card. Um, well, I, I, (laughs) I thought it was pretty interesting seeing Gore's abilities for the first time when he summons all his like shadow monsters. Um, I was like, dang, where did that come from? But also really cool and badass. Um, but also that, I guess that brings us to that, that moment that we were talking about are as guardians, as strong as we think they are. Cause if, if they were all super strong, then I think they could have been able to take on these monsters a lot quicker. They were all fighting. They were all fighting. That's true. That's very true. That There was a part of me that was like, I don't get to see them doing super strength stuff. So, like, when they're fighting these monsters, I, there was a part of me that, when I first watched this movie, was like, oh, man, are these just, like, regular civilians fighting these things? That's crazy. But, uh, you know, again, as we've talked about it, I'm I'm not as worried anymore. But uh, but I, I'd also say, like, Sif, where, didn't she die in, like, before, like that's the thing. I thought she was already dead during Ragnarok or when Hela killed all of uh, no, Thor's she, friends. She disappeared. Because she was in I Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. Well, she she showed up in Loki uh, also. She that had that too. quick scene in Loki. But oh, yeah. no, she never. we never saw Sif die. She okay. just disappeared near the end of the movie when they were um, evacuating all the Asgardians. And we never saw her after that. And I guess we all just assumed that she was on the Asgardian ship. Yeah, I guess. Um, or that or blew d- up. <laughs> no, never mind, because the Asgardian ship blew up. She must have gone somewhere else. I don't know. They don't do a good job explaining it. So Time travel. Uh, uh, time tra- <laughs> Multiverse. There you go. Multiverse. <laughs> that fixes everything. Exactly. Oh, yeah. She's dope, a scroll. Yeah. Why, why, how, how does how does multiverse fix? I don't know. Who cares? Multiverse. Uh, it, it, it makes that's, sense if you don't think about it. Yeah, don't think about it. Multiverse. Yay. <laughs> What did you guys think of the the Thor speech when when all the Asgardians were all freaking out and panicking about the kids and uh, Valkyrie is trying to be the king of Asgard, trying to tell them all to calm down, but it's not until Thor says something that everybody goes, oh, let's listen to Thor, and he tries to, like, reassure everybody. How did you guys feel about that? That's just another time the white man takes away from the black, (laughs) strong female. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm trying to get my tear to go, but it didn't go fast enough. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that, Chad. That was beautiful. Um, yeah, man. I, don't know. Uh, I thought it was I, I thought it was good until it turned goofy, and then I was like, all right, well, you could have saved that moment. But To me, I, it gave me that, that feeling of, like, Thor, he's supposed to be king for sure. Like, clearly his people respect him. Um, but the fact that he got goofy towards the end – kind of gave me like a, a realization of why he's not king right now. Yeah. Um, 
Well, He's just I, not in the right headspace. Well, I thought yeah. I thought that moment was like him taking notice. You know what? Maybe it's time I should take up my role as what I should be, king of Asgard and stuff like that. But obviously, that's not the case. Well, next up here, we got, uh, having inherited the abilities of his deceased father, Heimdall, his son, Axel, contacts Thor, who finds the children. Thor realizes where the children are and decides to travel to Omnipotent City with his group to warn the other gods and ask for their help in creating an army. I had no idea that Heimdall had a son. Uh, yeah. So How convenient. Either. How yeah. convenient he <laughs> had a kid. Suddenly he has a son. <laughs> that yeah. has the same ability. Very, very convenient indeed. <laughs> But, uh, hey, you know what? Good for the plot, I guess. Definitely push that plot forward. Um, but also, I, I see Heimdall's son, Axel, being, like, uh, a bigger character for future projects, possibly. Um, you know, Looks maybe. Looks like they might be setting him up for something, yeah. Young Avengers? Well, I mean, would they get an older actor, then, to replace him? Because, like, oh, I grew up now. I'm an older Axel. No, I no, got... I... I think I'm I think the he, new Hemdall. I got the gate. I can go gate now. I th I think he. I could see him joining the Young Avengers. Uh, and you know, having his Heimdall Nobody helmet on. Oh, uh, you don't know say, that. I, I was gonna say everybody's saying Young Avengers, Young Avengers, but I wonder how much Marvel is committed to doing Young Avengers right now. Like, I, mean, I don't know. There's just there just so happened to be younger versions of you know these characters like. Kid I, Hawkeye, if, Kid if, Loki, kid, but it's like I yeah. wonder, like, are they really going in this direction, or I don't know. I think I'd they say are. just. Uh, uh, I would. I wouldn't mind the Younger Adventures if it was like a big, 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 big jump in the future where all the older superheroes are dead. Like I think they did one movie like that because Ultron killed them all, and then, but the Maestro, evil Hulk is like the bad guy and they they got to fight maestro and you know there's a whole thing like that but i think that would be interesting for the young avengers not them in the present day with their older dad it's like hey hey hawkeye you know and i'm smaller hawkeye and we're gonna <laughs> go fight you know uh we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna fight tornado man because you know i didn't you know it's dog I mean, the whole they have to introduce X Men, so it's like that's how Kate Bishop actually cares? talks. Hey, yeah, Hawkeye, hey, exactly hey, like that. Hawkeye, does my arrows hit the target? <laughs> Do I get a cookie if I throw the hey, arrow? I'm I'm Kate Bishop. Hey, how's it going, know, Hawkeye? You know, I, I'm walking was, here. I'm I, Kate I enjoyed, Bishop. I, although, as as much as I make fun of it, I I did enjoy the Hawkeye show. I thought that was I did too. I, I did I too. too. Yeah, that's <laughs> mainly no, because they introduced I, my boy Kingpin. But think about it, guys. They, they, I think yeah. they are setting up the Young Avengers for sure. I mean, we got Axel yeah. here from this movie. Kate Bishop. We'll see. We'll we got, see a D23. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. We got Wiccan and... You're the king yeah. of speculation. You know, the kids, They're all there. The, the children yeah, those, of Wanda are going to be in the Those characters are in play now. I just don't understand. I mean, clearly, they're working towards Secret Wars. We've got so many other threads going on. We've got Thunderbolt stuff. we got, you yeah. know, Kang so Dynasty. Like... Is there room right now for young Avengers? Are they even that interesting? That's the thing. It's well, like, that's no. see now that's the well, thing that, that can I'm be built up. It, I mean, yeah, they ex could exactly, be, but not until like twenty twenty nine, where yeah, you like, know, they... after Secret Wars, it would have to be after. Se There's just no room to fit. Oh yeah, this crap I'm gonna in. watch a bunch of kids take on like giant things <laughs> that could crush them in one punch. No, 
Yeah. It'll be it'll be great. <laughs> you never know. It could be like a whole Teen Titans thing, but good. You know. I mean, no. I mean, Teen Titans is a better team than Young Avengers, but you know, obviously, we're not going to get a Teen Titans. I think we got to wait till September 9th. Wait to see what happens on D twenty four, D twenty three, D twenty three, not D twenty four, D twenty three. Wow. Um, and wow. see if Kevin Feige <laughs> ends up announcing the you know this Young Avengers cast. We'll I think see. If he does, we'll see. You know, like I, I'll, I'll I agree with you guys. I'm not extremely excited about the Young Avengers, but I can at least try to see if it's gonna be a possibility. And you know, pre- I'm gonna prep energy. myself for. It. I'm gonna prep myself. <laughs> there's mentally not enough. There's not it. enough to excite me about Young Avengers other than like, hey, they're kids involved now they these characters exist now hey they were young avengers in the comics cool they're they're part of the story now but there's nothing compelling me at this point there's nothing compelling me to go oh i want to see these characters get together like the the only thing i'm interested in is how they're going to incorporate x-men or mutants because so far you know i'm I'm fantastic four dr doom like like those things oh, are interesting. Wait. Bringing Deadpool back in, like, there's no room yeah. for wait, young Avengers right now. I know exactly where it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen right after Secret Wars in Phase Seven. Well, that's it's gonna what be, I mean. No, so, 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 wait. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hold up. It's gonna be <laughs> directly like the next movie you see after Secret Wars is gonna be Young Avengers because no. wow, when all crazy. the superheroes get taken to Battle World, what's left on Earth? The kids, and maybe there's a villain right. that shows up. And then the kids all join save, up forces save to this fight them. Segment, save the segment of this podcast right now and play <laughs> this when that when that movie comes out and it's not Young Avengers. I just want to oh no, have to go back. Looks like you made an ass out of you. Let's see if let's see if Kevin is indeed a prophet or not. Hey, you know I'm just not. a believer. I'm just a believer, and I I believe in that. And uh, you know, maybe the gods will will praise me and give me some magic juju powers you're to make false it happen. Idol Kevin Feige. You're, How you're... dare you speak his name that way? Speaking Anyways. of gods, <laughs> we got our next scene over here as the journey. Oh wait, here we go. The leader of the gods, Zeus, fears Gore and is unwilling to help. Thinking they can remain safe and hidden from Gore in the city, Zeus orders the group's capture to prevent them from exposing the city's location to Gore. When Zeus injures Korg, Zor, uh, Zor, Thor impales Zeus with his own thunderbolt, which Valkyrie steals before they escape. That was a really great segue, by the way, Raul. Thank you for that. Um, Thank you. Nice. <laughs> what did you guys think of this whole sequence, this whole scene with Zeus? I thoroughly enjoyed uh, Russell Crowe as Zeus. I, like, I thought he was... <laughs> I thought he was fun, but also, like, I love the accent he was doing for him. <laughs> yeah, you love the accent. Greek. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was... I did, I too. Thought, was it I, Greek? Yeah, it was, was definitely it? Greek. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't yeah. know, man. I It no, sounded like, sound like a uh, bunch of different things. There, there. No, I've... I've uh, I've listened to a couple of Greek people and like it's it's very close to that. It is very. It close. just sounded like he was doing his best Super Mario impression. Like no, I did it, not get. It didn't even <laughs> that didn't sound Italian all. to me. That it it sounded completely off of. Italian. I I honestly yeah like, I I got Greek. I definitely got Greek yeah, accent from him. I got Greek. All right. And and uh, um, I thought uh, his play with the the lightning bolt was funny. I thought I was like, all right, this this is actually very humorous because. You meet someone even more powerful, and they're this absurd, but they're also like 
crazy about orgies and and which is Greek mythology. I mean, yeah, that's a lot of orgies true. did very true. take place and there's precedent for that. Like he does, you know, turn himself into a bird and bang some lady down on earth. Yeah, you know, that's the, the that's Greek gods were very hedonistic. Yeah, so that's why I was like uh, that. That I believe uh, that he, and that you know when he gets close to Thor, he's like, hey, you know, I know about gore and blah blah blah. I was like, okay, this is this is believable, even though somewhat comedic. But also, like, I was like, really? He, well, before you know it being spoiled that he wasn't dead, but I was like, really? He killed Zeus? That's pretty uh, drastic there. And I don't know. I just it just felt I was like, okay, and he could die that easily from his own weapon, which you know, the only thing that could that. kill him was his own weapon. I mean, that which, I don't know. That kind of makes sense. But that but... wasn't the case. I mean, yeah, it wasn't. He the was case. Just like, oh, my chest. But it was cool to see like the God of Thunder kill the God of Thunder. I was like, all right, well, if any god no, could no, kill the God of Thunder, no, he, quote he, unquote, no oh, God oh. of Lightning. Oh, that's right. He's, he's Lord he, Sparkles. But you know what was funny is that the God of Thunder controls Lightning, so that doesn't make sense. That's I think it, didn't he make a joke about that? Yeah, didn't, he did. Didn't after Zeus he killed make him? a joke about that? Yeah, he's like. Yeah. Where uh, no thunder comes before or after lightning or something like that. I forget. Yeah, uh, lightning comes before thunder. The thing is, Thor actually controls lightning, so why wouldn't he be called the god of lightning? You know, I don't understand that. I'm pretty sure he calls him like Thor calls himself the god of thunder in Ragnarok, though. But yeah, if we're getting they do make a joke about. They also did make a joke about that before in one of the the earlier movies too about. But he uses lightning. You know, isn't it technically? Aren't you? Don't you technically control lightning? And he just like. (laughs) jokes it off i i can't re- i feel like yeah. that that was a joke in an earlier movie yeah. and i'm i i am glad though that he was able to use um his uh lightning powers without the his weapon because i was like all right at least they brought that back because i was like where is that in uh infinity war and um endgame because he was able to use it with you know against hella and her people so you know he just didn't. He, he, he couldn't rekindle it because of. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get that corn like, out of my face. It, it is. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll play that. Get that corn out of my there you face. go. I, I think it is interesting <laughs> that like you know Taika Waititi wrote that stuff for him for Thor Ragnarok and didn't include it in Thor Four. Uh, it's like if you're the you're the writer and director of both movies and you didn't bring that back. That's pretty interesting. But uh. I guess the plot calls for him to not use those abilities, but I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. And touching touching back to what we said earlier, this this scene, like as funny as it was, and I, I'll admit I thought it was pretty funny too. I you know this whole scene, and it looked beautiful, like the 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 set design and all that stuff. I mean, you know, the CGI set, but uh, it looked really cool, and it was very funny. But like like we were saying earlier. It would have nice to get a little more cruelty out of them yes. rather than just them being there. I mean, like like we said earlier, they're just jerks. They're not. But also, uh, uh, sorry to stop you there. Raul. No, go ahead. Go I ahead. wanted to bring what what pulled me out of the moment is when Thor mentioned that anime, uh, the God, the one that's a dumpling. I was like. What is this? Get out of here! With the, dumpling. <laughs> the dumpling god. The dumpling yeah. god. I was like, come on! You could have, you could have come up with something better than that. I was like, this is. What well, is that? Did, that did kind of remind me of uh, Spirited Away. Ah. Yeah. I mean, he has a, there's a, a god of radishes or a yeah. spirit. A radish well, there's that spirit. Disney. There's that Disney short before whatever movie where 
the the lady has a dumpling kid. Oh, uh, bow. Oh, yeah. Bow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Bow. A bow. It was bow. It was cute. Yeah. The go- bow, bow god of whatever dumplings. Yeah. That's right. I was like, why is that here? Why is that even in this movie? <laughs> While I do appreciate him, uh, you know, Taika giving an homage to the Japanese gods, uh, I think he mainly did that character there just for the joke. And, it, you know, it's fine, but, like, you know, you could have used the joke for other things. But I'm also a very, very big weeb, as you boys know. And uh, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I thought it was kind of adorable. Um, but I was able to just be like, okay, it's a quick thing. We can move on and look at other gods now. So let's not think about no, that one. they cut back to it once or twice. You're right. They did cut back to it again. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, you could have cut to the, the, the you know, Korg's god, uh, that other rock fellow. Nini Nani Nuni. Nini Nani Nuni. What a great name, by the way. Um, moving on to our next scene here. We got, uh, as the journey continues, Thor and Foster rekindle their romantic relationship, and Foster reveals Barely. her illness. Uh, well, let me finish that sentence, Chad. Oh, sorry. They rekindle <laughs> the romantic relationship barely, as Chad says, and Foster reveals her illnesses. Um, I, I thought, like, to me, it's like that kind of sequence where it's like, you already know what's going to happen. So it's just a matter of the character, Thor, who doesn't know, discovering and seeing how he reacts. Um, I don't really have too many thoughts about this. I just, you know, we, we all knew that the stakes were already high because of that situation. Um, Raul, you you have any thoughts on that? Uh-oh, you're uh oh, sorry, I was sorry, I was uh, I was muted accidentally. Um, no, I thought this. Um, I don't. know, Yeah, you're right. Like this, uh, we kind of knew where this was going. So I enjoyed. I did. I do think Chris Hemsworth did take a good second to kind of. We really got to see a little bit of more of the serious side of Thor in this moment. Um, and his reaction to to hearing you know, Jane talk about her illness and all that stuff. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, they did rekindle what, at what moment was the montage where you see all the little scenes of the, of their relationship before they broke up? When in the movie was that? Did that we was, already pass that? That was right after, uh, you find her in the Thor armor for the first time. Once you hear oh, okay, Thor go, Jane. Yeah. I will and say Korg it explains the, their relationship. Right. Now this whole thing about them rekindling their, their, um, their relationship and stuff, I think had had it not been for that little montage before, I don't think it would have hit as much for me. Mm. But I actually really enjoyed that little montage. And I know it's like, oh, you get it after the fact. Like, you know, why didn't we see stuff like this before? Like, it's com- oh, it's convenient. Now we just see this montage that we've never seen before of these, you know, of, mm. of these two kind of building this relationship. But I do, I did appreciate it because you did... I did feel a little more invested in it and invested in their relationship after having seen the montage. So by the time it comes to this part where they're rekindling their, their relationship, you kind of feel for them a little more. Mm. I feel that. I'll say there was some, I did, I did feel the moment a bit, but how, how the cancer was revealed. I'll say that was the equivalent of Haley Joe Osmond and Walker, Texas Ranger going, I have AIDS. If you've seen that clip, I don't. Know. I never saw that clip. Oh uh, well, the, I have I to mean, look like, up that clip now. Like, um, um, oh my God, Chuck Norris, his character walks over to Haley Jasmine. He's like, "Or how you doing?" And he's like, "So and so told me I have AIDS." And then you know, they <laughs> oh kind Jesus, of, God, and that's how yeah, it came out. That's I. That's how I felt. She said I have cancer, yeah. but you know, I mean, yeah, I yeah, get, yeah. I got why 
they did it that way. It was just like I think it could have been a more gradual thing, like because like the build up there of like oh I see myself being uh not stupid with you but feeling shitty like the whole shitty conversation. I was like this yeah. dialogue is shitty since you're saying shitty <laughs> in it. This dialogue's pretty shitty to get to the cancer part. I was like okay all right and then. She just goes, I have can't, and because she's afraid, she pushes him away with I have cancer. I get that, but it could have been done better. It just could have been done better. Oh, you know what? I, I almost went right over this other scene uh, that happens while this one's happening, which is Valkyrie. <laughs> I was being a goat. I was being the goat. Oh, very Sorry. good, very good. No, no, that was beautiful. <laughs> um, where Valkyrie Thanks. talks about how she had her own flame, like her own Valkyrie person that she fell in love with in the war or whatever. Um, I was like, I, we didn't see that flashback in Ragnarok. We didn't see that flashback. Nope. <laughs> no, that's true. We, we didn't really see much of that for her. And I felt like they, it, to me, I felt like there were scenes for Valkyrie with her love interest that they had in the movie and they must have cut out because Probably. they were like, no, let's there just was get a to the point. Because China was like, we're not going to, we're not going to tolerate that. Yeah. There was a, I, I've heard that there was a lot cut out. There's a lot of gore that was cut out. Lena Headey. Uh, had oh, yeah. a huge role in this right. movie, and they cut all her stuff out. She was going to be uh, Hera, completely. I think. Oh, what? Wife. Oh, Hera? Yeah, wife of Zeus. Mm. Ah, she was going to be Hera. Okay, that, that made sense. And I was like, there oh, was man, a whole bunch. Weird. Yeah, I feel like that. you could tell there was a whole bunch left on the cutting room floor. So that makes total sense. Well, all right. Well, uh, ne- next up, we got the next scene here. The group arrives at the Shadow Realm, but are unable to locate the children. Foster deduces that the kidnappings were a trap for Gore to take Thor's axe, Stormbreaker, in order to summon the Bifrost and enter the realm of Eternity, who can grant his wish to destroy all gods. Gore overpowers the group, severely injuring Valkyrie. This is when they crash into the planet, and then the goats. Yeah, the goats goat right? yeah, yeah. I thought that was a, a funny, funny bit. But what I liked most about the fight was when Gore wrapped them all up in the tendrils and everything, and like, and then he spoke to Jane and uh, Valkyrie and like I felt I, I that's the moment I believed there's it's like her love and that died you know uh, one of the other Valkyries her 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 girlfriend or whatever died and I was like oh I feel even though I didn't see it I feel it in your in your expression right now the way he's talking to you and you're receiving right. it and then the way Jane is receiving that you know all this all the stuff I'm doing right now is not even helping me fight this cancer. I'm that no God is ma- no magic is going to solve this moment. The hope, the hopelessness of the whole situation. And I was like, Oh yes, I want, this should have been the whole movie of just him creating this doubt, this, you know, uh doubt of faith through the moment. I think that maybe that maybe should have been the movie, the doubt <laughs> in, because you know how, uh, uh, belief and doubt, like how that can go together, and that would have been an interesting. Um, you could pray all you want, but the, you got to do it for yourself, or right, or right. maybe, you know, you gotta. Uh, those close to you are the ones that you should be praying to, in a sense. You know, like I think there could have been so many ways to go about it, but I'll say I I did like that scene because of how Gore penetrated their, you know, heads in in emotionally. Yeah, each one of them too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I love that. Did Did you guys get a little bit of Terminator Two vibes when he was with Thor and he was like, "Call the axe," like a little bit of "Call to John" kind of vibe. Yes. I didn't, it didn't pop in my <laughs> head until you just mentioned it now, but I I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, I totally yeah. see that. Cool. Yeah. I just yeah. wanted just a quick sidetrack on the goats. I freaking loved the goats. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's just that's just me. I and it's funny. It was one of those things. It's like a joke that the longer it goes on, the funnier it gets. Yeah, that's what it was for me because it gets kind of ridiculous after a while with the goats screaming. But then it keeps happening, and especially when it gets to this scene where they crash into the planet, and then just out of nowhere you hear the goats scream again. I just. I wasn't expecting it, and that's when I lost it. I <laughs> also, the like, moon—that moon was just so small. Like you didn't—you didn't think you thought it, the moon was going to be so much right. farther away. You think they were much like, farther boom. away, and then they <laughs> crashed right into it. Or, or it wasn't a moon, and it was a planet, and you thought that was going to be the atmosphere of them entering the atmosphere of the planet. But no, they just right. slammed right into it. Good comedy. That, Good comedy. Yeah, but that got—that got me with those goats there. I will gotta... say, I think there could have been funnier moments where the goats were like it, in the conversation with Zeus if they had one of the goats there and it was kept going ah! and he's like what is this what is this goat <laughs> you know I think that would have been a funny thing to add to the thing but you know make them more of a character than they can yeah, be yeah, you yeah. Know? You know, I feel that I, I love I the way it is I love the way just the them being used just as a joke I, I know for a fact no, I don't know for a fact, but I, I, I'm so confident that they're probably going to use those goats with other Avengers characters that are going to interact with them. Um, in I actually films. hope not. I kind of hope the goats are just contained to this one movie. Like, oh. I think that the, it, it's just it's 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 just it's good just in that one movie. I think if you, you don't want to see you don't want to see Deadpool goats, riding that thing. Well, maybe Deadpool. I think he would be an exception. Okay. I, yeah, yeah. I can see Deadpool riding one of those goats. But other than that, no. Well, let's move on to our next scene here. The group retreats back to Earth, though Gore manages to steal Stormbreaker, drained out of her strength each time... Wait a minute. Drained of her strength each time she uses Mjolnir, Foster is warned that using it once, once more, will likely kill her. Thor persuades Foster to let him fight Gore alone while she recuperates. Yes, this is very, very, very sad. I feel like the even though she was like, "Okay, I'll stay," I instantly knew like she's gonna go and then she's gonna die. Like it's ah, this is this is like storytelling, baby. Like yeah. you know it's gonna happen. They're Which, setting things up because you've got them rekindling their relationship. They're tying off loose ends and they're yeah. closing. They're closing the doors on certain things, and it's you can kind of see the writing on the wall. Like oh yeah, yeah. she's. Yeah, she's probably and, not gonna make it to the end. And again, like the the moment in that scene where where she's trying to fight Thor, saying like, "Why won't you let me go? Why won't you let me go?" And he's like, "Because I love you." Like that. Ah, again, hit my heartstrings real good. Yeah, uh, that was that was pretty effective. On like me, to too. me, this movie has a stronger like Thor and and Jane have a stronger chemistry in this movie, in my opinion, than in the first two films. Um, I agree. And they, I thought they made it work really well, especially with her dying by the end. It's like, ah, man, there it is. Like that's this is what he needed all this time, but they never had this in the first two films. Um, I feel, I think, I think there was that in the first two films. It was just in a different way. Now, in like the moments where it's comedic in this in this movie, I don't feel they had the chemistry. But in the intimate moments of where they're both very vulnerable, I think yes, I agree. Mm. They do have uh, the 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 those that relationship that we didn't get to see, but I I do feel the 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 starting of the relationship 
you got those moments, but it was very uh, weird because he's from another world. He doesn't read on all the uh, motifs that she's sending out, like that she really likes him and things. Like I felt that that was there, but they were just very different from each other. And now that they're the same, they're both Thor, God of Thunder, you know, they have this common ground, but then there's also this um, deeper intimacy that they have with each other because, uh, you know, one of them is dying. And like, even though he sees her as a strong being now that, you know, she's he he's accepting that he can't he doesn't want to lose her, too. So, you know, there's there's all that. So I think Chad, that was beautiful. I know because I'm a very uh, <laughs> beautiful poetic man. You yes, they lady, instead lady of a poet, killer. they send me. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. Well, okay, so we got we got our next scene then here. Uh, <laughs> Thor finds the kidnapped children at Eternity's altar and using Zeus's thunderbolt imbues them with his power to fight Gore's monsters while he battles Gore. When Foster senses that Gore is about to kill Thor, she she joins the battle with Mjolnir to save him. They destroy the Necro Sword, freeing Gore from its influence, but the three are brought into Eternity's realm. I'll be honest, out of I said this whole time that like I felt like I knew what was going to happen throughout the film the whole time because of everything I'd heard beforehand. The one thing I did not see coming was Thor giving all these children the power of Thor. Um, yeah. That to me was, I, I thought it was pretty badass. But, oh no, Raul, you didn't think so? Uh, Tell me, oh okay, no. here's, Tell me all right, thought. here's, I, Jesus, I'm, I feel like I'm criticizing this movie much more than I thought I would be. <laughs> but I, I will say, I, I did like the movie, but okay, here, here's, here's the thing. That's I thought the scene was cool and seeing all the kids fight. I thought it was hilarious and pretty badass too. Especially the girl with the what was it like the teddy bear or the rabbit or something. Yeah, like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... However, this bothers me because when the hell could Thor do this? Like, where was this power all this time? Suddenly, he's able to imbue anybody with the power of Thor. Uh. Couldn't the Avengers have used that at some point when they were fighting <laughs> Thanos? Like, where the hell did this come from? That is a very, very good point. And uh, I how can no... he suddenly be able to do? He should have just been able to do do that to anybody and everybody. The, the, you know, the like... only way I could think that that was possible is because Odin died, and he's the next up in rank, so he'd be able to do that. But since he didn't accept yeah. the throne, he shouldn't have been able to do it. I don't know because you know. Because if you remember, if you remember in the first Thor, Odin spoke to the hammer and he's like, if you, whoever right. be so, blah, blah, blah. So, he, so, and then that's what kind of uh, he was saying to, for those weapons that the kids had or whatever like that. And I was like, I don't know. But, you know, it was, it was a bunch of just like, this, this is an easy way out. So the kids can't die. So, so the no kid okay. would be in danger. Well, okay. Know. Here's, here's the thing. Okay. Here's the thing. He didn't have this power before. No. Okay, so he used it in this movie. I mean, he you got to explain it now. Going forward, like, now we're just going to be like, why isn't he just do that thing where he imbues people with the power of Thor again? Why doesn't he just do that? Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he, he if anything, he could have done that in Ragnarok, saved Asgard with that if he imbued exactly. everybody with Thor's power. He, so. There were so many opportunities where he could have used this power and he didn't. And suddenly he can do it in this movie. That's like, because Taika Waititi why? is a hack. And then that... <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Uh, you know, okay, here, here. I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna try to. I love. We love I, you, Taika Waititi. I'm, I'm gonna try to play devil's advocate. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to defend it. Ready for this? Uh, All right. I think, I think, as every movie has gone on for Thor, he has slowly developed more of of un, an understanding of who he is as a person, who he's supposed to be, and his powers have gotten stronger and stronger. To the point oh. where by this moment, hold on, no. Chad, hold on, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> by this moment, uh, he was strong enough to learn how to use that ability. And, well, well here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's what I'm going to say. I, I'm going to let them get away with it this once. But, I'm however, <laughs> no, however. If you, let again, if, you let it, oh, no. if you let it slip, if you let it slip once, they're just going to do it again. Hold on, hold on. However, a slippery slope if, here. if Thor doesn't use that ability from here on out, that's what I'm saying. Now yeah, we've I'm set done. a precedent. Yeah, now we've he has set a precedent to do that. for. Th- now, if you don't want him to do that, you gotta give us a reason why he can no longer do that. Now, you gotta give uh, us a good uh, reason. Can you imagine if he just goes, uh, "I forgot. I don't know." <laughs> that's that's bullshit. Oh, I will not accept that. You gotta give us a reason now. Next movie he shows up in, you made, you he made better be character OP. Now you can't bring him back down again. This yeah, isn't an, yeah. This isn't an anime. This is a new season <laughs> either, of anime where they're like, oh well, they're too strong now. Over either, either he continues to do this little trick over and over again in in the next few movies we see him in, or you give us a really good reason why he can no longer do it. Because mm, mm. like I, uh, I can't get over this. No, or, you know what? I was like, I'm so sad that Jane died of cancer that I can't do it anymore. That it made me too <laughs> sad now. I'm emotionally inept and I can't. But all the other powers of Thor I have, just not just this one thing I don't have. What or, if also or... wait wait, what if also guys, what if the reason why he wasn't using it before was because he wasn't aware of the fact that he even had the ability to do that? Because think of it, think of it this way. He told how would he Mjolnir. How would, how would he learn? He learned when he found out about uh, Jane Foster becoming. He didn't find that oh, out. He did because when they explained to him how she got her powers, he's like, "Oh, that's crazy." And it turns out that Mjolnir. He spoke to Mjolnir and was like, oh, "Yeah, but he doesn't know. You that. have to. You have to protect her. He, he doesn't know you that have though. To. He doesn't well, know that. That's what they explain afterwards. No, but they're explaining to us, not him. Then how does Korg know? <laughs> because Korg's because, the one narrating it. Well, I don't know. That's, that's because this story doesn't make sense. <laughs> okay, we got to move on to the next sequence here. Uh, <laughs> let's see. But, yes, I agree that it is a very confusing situation that he's got this ability now. We hope to see it in the future. It's just, if not, he, then, Taika you know, Taika's that. a cool scene for the kids to fight with Thor powers. There's okay, okay, like, we, we got to move on. You want to look badass? Here. We got to move on. We gotta he, move thought on. Of, he thought of the girl with the rabbit screaming, and he was like, let me build a whole scene around that girl with the rabbit. Because with the rabbit Thor? represents Jojo Rabbit, his previous ah, There you go. Oh, boy, you, you just, like, bugged out just now. Okay, so with Gore <laughs> poised to make his wish, Thor implores Gore to, to revive his daughter instead of destroying the gods. Thor then leaves Gore to make his decision and attends to Foster, who succumbs to her illness and dies in his arms. Moved by their display, Gore wishes for eternity to revive his daughter, which it grants. As Gore dies from the curse, he requests Thor to take care of his daughter, named Love. Aww, so cute. Um, I mean, I did think it was a beautiful way to end that wish-making thing. Um, it was very touching. Um, but also the fact that the girl's name is Love, I was like, ah, you got us, okay. A little, love and a little on the nose. Yeah, a it's, it's on the very nose, on the nose, but... Sure. but 
I I didn't know her name was Love because I thought he just that's how he called his daughter. He you know how like some people go, hello Love. You know they they talk. <laughs> hello Love. Yeah, like they talk. <laughs> every so every I parent. Hello puppet. <laughs> I thought that's how he was referring to his daughter, but then it, when it was her name, I was like, really? Oh come on, guys. Hello Love. Come yeah, on. I wasn't that at the end there. It, it did left me questioning. I was like, wait, is that is that really her name? Is her name yeah, really Love? I didn't love? even know that was I her wasn't name. Sure. And uh, I mean, okay. they don't mention her name throughout the whole movie until the very end, and so that's when Korg's well, no, like, he calls oh, her love in the beginning. Does he, he call her, her love? love? Yeah. He's oh, like, my love, but that's just... my love, you know, he goes like oh. that, and I'm like, oh, he's calling her his love. It's, it's like if somebody said, but my that's, Chad, that's my Chad. that's actually her name. Yeah, yeah but that's apparently that's <laughs> my name. Chad, like, my okay, <laughs> all right, that oh, makes okay. sense, I guess. I, I, I had forgotten that he's... That oh, he how about I don't make a wish for me to live and take care of my daughter at the same time, but... You know, let me let me just send her off with this guy who I've been trying to kill the whole movie, and you know. You know what? You know what? He, you know what he should have done is wish for more wishes. That's what I would have done. I would have been like, "Hey, can I get like three more wishes?" And then, hey, can hey, would have to hey do it? I would have been like this. It was like, "Hey, can you make everyone in this room uh not die? Can you just like make make everybody good, healthy?" Hey, uh, hey could I could I wish for uh, the power to bring people back to life? Cool. Thanks. What are did, did any of you guys remember? What are the actual mechanics of of being able to wish for stuff with eternity? I mean, it's one wish. You just have to be but cool. You can't. You can like. Could he have theoretically? Could he have actually wished? Her oh, bring my daughter back, and by the way, don't let Jane die. Like, could he? Have well, I mean, the daughter came that? back, and she had the powers of eternity. So I don't know what that means now. I don't know. She has, yeah, yeah that's the thing. She comes back and she has powers now. This, this part, this, daughter, I just don't she's understand. She's the daughter of eternity, you know? No, but she's the daughter of Gore. She's hey, not the daughter well, of I'm no, the daughter what, of that's Gore. What, that's what Gore said at the end. She's like, now love the daughter or the creation of eternity or something like that. We're like, just okay. pulling stuff out of our ass at this point now. We're just hey. calling anything. Whatever we want to call it, just for the convenience, for the sake of convenience now. Oh, yeah, she's love, but she's the daughter of eternity. What? I thought she was the daughter of glory. She's the daughter of eternity now. I'm walking here. I'm the daughter of eternity. Hey. Wow, I didn't realize I was going to rag on this movie as much as I did. But <laughs> I, Okay, I will say I did like the moment. And I've and I've heard other people kind of describe this too, and it kind of it kind of hits with me now after her, hearing this is that this moment here where Gore seeing, you know, his whole motivation is is that he sees gods as being these cruel beings, and and you know, uh, with no you know no sympathy towards the common people, um, but now to see a god like Thor choose love over you know being cruel or selfish mm. uh that was enough to move him and and that's one of the that was one of the emotional high points of this movie was that last moment where yeah. thor is there with jane I she's agree. dying in his arms and gore's looking at him and he sees he doesn't see cruelty or selfishness he sees he sees a god who he uh, sees love. is pouring out his love yeah he sees, well, he sees. i i i i, I would <laughs> say i that plus he sees himself at the beginning of the movie holding his he was holding his right. daughter the same way. Yes. I think I think he was like, Oh what am I and then he comes to it his clicked senses. with him. Yeah, yeah it, it clicked, clicked with him. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, That's listen. why Christian Bale is the OG. Christian Bale is very <laughs> OG. Role, he's gonna sell it. He he killed it here. He yeah. could be a talking zebra and I'd believe it.
He could have wished to be Batman, <laughs> and then he would have been Batman. He could have been the voice the of those goats. Batman is Marvel. Batman, Batman don't is. Don't steal Marvel. other people's jokes, Kevin. <laughs> yes, uh, credit goes to Brock Baker for that one. I, 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 my good buddy Brock. All right, DM. next I, scene here. I, I, yeah. Trademark, trademark. All right. In the aftermath, the children return to New Asgard, where Valkyrie and Sif begin training them, and a monument of honor, uh, in honor of Foster, is built. Thor adopts Love, who joins him in his heroics, with the former wielding Mjolnir and the latter wielding Stormbreaker. I'm surprised they didn't give uh, any jokes to Sif uh, when she's training the kids. It's like, I know I'm not armed right now. He's <laughs> or something. It's just like, that was a way better joke than anything in that movie. You know what? That's, <laughs> that's a cheer I, right I there. Wish, I wish very Sif... Good, good. <laughs> I wish Sif got more love, man. She, I, I, I want to see more Sif. I, I feel like she's been... Sif. Oh, you get out of here, you. Uh, no, I, th I think when, when we saw yeah. Sif in Loki, like, that to me was what made me think, I want to see more of Sif, because, like, we, we, she's right. clearly very Especially talented. She's Loki. a good actress. Like, you know, the no, actress she's, she's very yeah, good. She's, she's yeah, Jamie Alexander. Jamie Alexander. But also, we never got the Enchantress, which I was disappointed about, which, in villain, but. You know, oh wait, whatever. wait, Chad! Can you say that one more time? I th I think we got a bug out, and I might might cut out oh. what you just said. Say that thing. Again. The, the fact that we never got uh, an enchantress character for uh, the MCU because she played—I mean, she was uh, always a great um, uh, Marvel villain or Asgardian villain because you know she's she's able to mess with all of the Avengers magically and things like that. Mm. Plus. They wasted uh, Carl Urban's character. The I forget his name, but oh he, yeah, because he he has this axe that has um magical abilities that can like he could hit the ground, it turns to ice, and then he could hit it and it turns to fire. And he's like this unstoppable person. And I was like, they threw him out the window. I can't remember I how like, did he die. Uh, he jumped out the thing, firing guns into the zombie things, and he. Gotcha. Blew up with the okay. Planet or whatever like that. It was dumb. It was real dumb. Although he did uh, have one of the best lines in Ragnarok, which was like, "I've got these two guns. One's called Des, and the other one's Troy. When you put them together, they destroy." Ooh. But, thought... Yeah, it was it was really bad. <laughs> Very Taika. Um, um, <laughs> um, he's smarter than that. Taika's smarter than that. You should have been smarter. With it. Uh, I, I don't know about that, but. <laughs> But but I, I'm just saying we they missed you know all these Thor movies we missed out on an opportunity with the Enchantress and well so you know. uh, can I just say that you know talking about the ending of this scene where we see Thor in an apron baking cookies with his daughter his adopted daughter I never would have guessed in my life if you had brought me back to 2011 and told uh, little 2011 Kevin like hey yeah Thor's eventually gonna be a daddy and he's gonna be baking cookies with an apron on in a kitchen. I would have been like, you're 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 lying to yourself. Like, so I'm not gonna fall for this prank. That's not real. That's not gonna happen. Well, you don't think men should be in the kitchen? Oh boy. <laughs> Anyways, I, I just like it's it's just not at all what you expect from a, a character like Thor. And so when you see something like that, it's like, man, we really come a long way with well, Chris. Well, no, Hemsworth's the the comedic character. route that he's had, I was like, yeah, this isn't a surprise that he's in the kitchen making flapjacks for somebody. You know, I don't. I'm not well, because by, by this point, it's like where it's like it doesn't. Again, what we say, what we said earlier, it doesn't feel like Thor anymore. It feels yeah, like Chris, Chris Hemsworth being yeah. Thor. Um, yeah. So it's like you know, 
at what point do we just say, okay, well, that's what it is now. You know, like, is it okay if we could just move on with that then? That's fine then, whatever. You know, I think Thor actually died when um, he created Stormbreaker and the, the sun actually killed him. And then the, a dumb version of him just came out of that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a multiverse thing. It was one of his variants yeah. came yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh his his multiverse variant is uh what is it's it? Chris Hemsworth. What is Chris it? Hemsworth just came out of it. Dreamwalking. <laughs> what is it? What is it that? Uh, yeah, what is oh, it that? Yeah, Dreamwalking. Scarlet Witch yeah. does Dreamwalking. Yeah, it's a dumber version of Thor Dreamwalking into our version of Thor. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, so we got our next scene. We got a mid-credit scene back in Omnipotence Omnipotence City. Uh, recuperating Zeus sends his son Hercules to kill Thor. Now, for those wondering who the heck is Hercules in the Marvel series, Hercules is a character appearing in Marvel Comics, debuting in the Silver Age of comic books. The character is based on Heracles of Greek mythology, despite I mean, using the name of his Roman equivalent, Hercules. Since his first appearance, he has been a long-lasting member of the, of the Avengers. His abilities involve super strength. He's immortal, has the healing ability, can he's enter... Hercules. He can enter a state of extreme rage. Known he's to have, Kevin Sorbo. And he's also known dun, to have... Dun, uh, dun. Oh, man, if he doesn't go disappointed at some point, then I'll be very <laughs> disappointed. But also, he's known to have beaten Thor in a couple of comic storylines, and he is known to also speak in a manner similar to Thor. Where, but he's we're actually stronger than the Hulk. He speaks more like Thor in the first Thor movie. So he's going to be very Shakespearean, I suppose, in a way. But uh, say, say that one more time, Chad. He's actually stronger and stronger than the Hulk. I think he's beaten the Hulk before. I think, if I remember correctly, I don't remember. That's totally gonna be awesome well. to see. Well, I, I'm but, gonna assume I'm gonna assume that he's gonna fight She-Hulk instead of Hulk then in the future, if that's the case, which would be really cool to see. Um, but also, I, I uh, it's cool that um, I, I I think he'll do a good job. The guy from Ted Lasso, since that's yep, what it is. Brett oh. Brett Goldstein, yeah. Roy Kent. I was like, I was seeing Hercules as more because in the comics he's much more of a bigger guy, like probably the size of the Rock or something like that. Yeah. But but they went skinnier. I was like, okay, whatever, that's fine. I, well, I, I, I feel like works uh, out. I feel like Brett Goldstein can can. No, I'm out. I'm I'm not discrediting him at all. I'm just saying yeah, yeah, yeah. this is a, a a a different version of Hercules that we'll see. So yeah. I was like, yeah, no, I'll believe it. Whatever. I think we I'm also got to remember I, that like we, we took a very Taika Waititi route. So even looking at Zeus, like Zeus, I imagine like this big buff character. You, you, you guys remember the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League when we see Zeus in that movie? Like that's no. what I was imagining. Maybe mm. a little bit older. Um, you guys, you guys remember that? Yeah, like, I do. No, the, the, the I only saw it the once, so I don't remember too well. Well, Chad, just to refresh your memory, they they got an Olympian, like a an actual like body working, bodybuilding Olympian to, uh, and they cast him as Zeus in this DC movie. And to me, I'm like, that's kind of how I imagine Zeus at all times, except with more of the Disney film, white hair, beard, and everything going on. Um, but he's just as that's because you're living in a. You're living in a false reality, Kevin. Oh, God, no. Am real. I in the wrong multiverse? I can't believe it! <laughs> but, no, I, I think uh, I, I'm interested in seeing what they're going to do with Hercules. Again, you know, I know I just described his powers, but Chad's essentially right. I mean, it's just Hercules, you know. It's it's yeah. just Hercules, but now he's in the MCU. Treat it as if you're looking at Thor from the mythology that he comes from. I think, you know you know what I think? I think he's going to be the new Thor, and Thor will be out, and Hercules will be in. 
I could see that. Good I can 100% see that, especially since he's good enough to even defeat Thor in the comics as well. So, you know, I don't, I I hope, don't know. Uh, I, ho- I hope the next time we see Hercules, though, he actually does talk like Roy Kent. Just like cursing <laughs> up a storm. Oi, oh, Thor! God. I mean, that'd Bloody be great, wanker. But, it's, but it's Disney, and they'll be like, oh, hey. Um, you know. We don't like swearing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm a good guy. Hey, I please don't you. swear in our movies, guys. You know, it's <laughs> funny. I'm doing an English accent, and you're doing a Greek accent, Dad. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I, I swear. If, if, wait, does he? did he speak in the movie in the, in the mid-credits? I can't remember. No, I think yeah, he just I... went, yeah, or something like that. Yes, I, I, Father. I, or some, yeah, I think he did that, yes, Father, or something like that. Or like, it's not enough to, to, to let us know You know what that reminded me of? Dark Side and... Uh, I forget the son's name. He looked like this. He looked similar because he had a club and everything. He's like, I'll defeat Superman, father. You know, type of thing. It felt like that to me in that scene. Yeah. Also, it, all, all the, know, side, the, 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 the side, the 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 side villains, all of all of his Dark Side's buddies in the DC movie that he shows up in, kind of just made me think of all of Thanos's children. Um, and so it was very hard to distinguish yeah. them from Black, those yeah the films. Black Order. The Black Order, yeah, that's what it was. Um, well, that so that's that's it with Hercules, and then finally at the end we get a post-credit scene with Jane Foster arriving in the gates of Valhalla, where Heimdall welcomes her. Do you guys think th- now? Th- this is this just a theory, as usual. Um, when <laughs> Thor, here, you go. here we go. When Thor eventually dies, in my opinion, I think he's gonna die. Eventually, he's gonna show up at. In Valhalla, and Jane Foster is going to be there to welcome him, and that's going to be like the the closing of Thor's storyline. It'll, it'll be like uh, it'll be like Thor's version of Cap going back and having that finally having that dance with Peggy. Yeah, when he goes back in time. Exactly. I think that'd I could be nice. see that. You know? I didn't think about it too much until you said it just now, but that'd be nice. Yeah, that could be. I I, I don't think he's going to have that touching of a thing because his his character's too comical now. Like. He can't have that moment that Cap and, and, and Tony Stark did. Well, that's why my, my theory is that he's not going to die in a Thor movie. He's going to die in an Avengers movie because I think that'll but have a deeper I mean, meaning. But, I mean, I still don't think he's going to earn the moment, like, to have that big funeral of everybody's like, Oh, no. I don't think, I don't think he's going to go out like that, though. I think, I think it's, his death will be celebrated by everyone rather than the way that they did it for Tony Stark. But, like, I, I think that if... As long as you don't have Taika Waititi in the helm, like I'm sure that when Thor dies in an Avengers movie, if maybe, then whoever the, the director's going to be for that will be able to give us a less comedic Thor to make it mean a lot more. You know, it's going to be more impactful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. What, what else do you guys think of that? No, I just, I'm, I don't know. I wonder, are we going to see Valhalla again? Is this uh, something, well, I guess other than like what you may theorize, but is Valhalla going to be something we might go back to and see Ooh. like characters like Heimdall again or something? Or you think this is just like a, it was just this, this, this one thing to give Jane her closure. Well, Chad, I know, I know you read a couple of the comics. I, have, have there ever been any storylines in the Thor comics about, about people from Valhalla coming back from the dead? Or them not, going to Valhalla? Oh, uh, not that. I mean, like, I haven't read too many Thor ones, but not really. I, I haven't seen that, you know. If anything, I think the next Thor movie would have Beta Ray Bill, who was pretty Oh, yes. yeah, that's right. He's like a, his own have. Thor. And like you know, 
I I I thought we'd at least maybe get a glimpse of Beta Ray Bill in this. But Me no. too. Yeah. All right, sadly, if, no. If Thor dies, then either Beta Ray Bill or Hercules will replace him. Taking mm. all bets, boys. Taking all bets. Who do you guys think it's going to be? Is it going to be Beta Ray that replaces him or Hercules? What do you think? I think more Beta Ray Bill than Hercules. Mm. I think the series in total of the MCU is just going to crash and burn before we get to <laughs> oh Secret Wars you know, because they're just not going to keep our attention as long. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what they say at D23. There's still some dates there for for Phase 6 that we don't know about. Oh, yeah. We're going to discover I'm what they're up to. I'm very curious to know what they are. Please well, listen, give me more mutants. Overall, yeah. overall, talking through this whole overall. film summary, plot summary, um, I do find myself realizing that there's there's a bunch of good moments in Thor 4 that I genuinely genuinely enjoy uh, and and really laughed at and it killed a lot of time for me and it went by really quick but at the same time if you asked me if I wanted to rewatch Thor 4 a couple more times I'd probably be okay. I'd be like, "Nah, I'm all right. I'm okay." Yeah. Like I've seen it enough times to be like, "I get it." You know, I'm probably it's more not a likely movie you would to go watch... back to like yeah, Ragnarok, right? Yeah, I'd probably more say. likely watch Ragnarok first than Thor 4, but it's not... Like, if I had to put the Thor movies in order in of, like, number of my favorite to worst, least favorite, I think Thor number one, then we got Thor Ragnarok, Thor 2, then Thor 4. No, I'm sorry. Mm. Thor, Thor 1, Thor 3, Thor 4, Thor 2. There it is. That's what I'm trying to say. That's my mm. order. I don't know. What do you guys think? Mine is 3, 1, 4, 2. Three one four two, yeah. Mine would be in only in the sense of what is most Thor like of the character. So like he's he's pretty much Thor and Thor one. So Thor mm. the first one would be the top one for me. Mm -hmm. Then Thor two would be next. He's still Thor, and then Thor four, then. Thor Ragnarok would be last. Really, I like that. Because, yeah, Ragnarok I, I, is last because I I still believe that that one was well, now, just all comedy. There was no. I love I love the first Thor. I do. I do. I just think even even compared to Thor four, the second one was just I did not like it at all. Chad, do you I, do you I, feel yeah. do you feel like that order would change if I said to to rate it based on which movies are better? It's not just about. Who, it, what, how close they were to being Thor, but just storytelling wise, how would you order it? But they're they're so contrasting that it's hard to even compare them like that because two of them are funny, two of them are you know serious. Mm. So it's like I I can't really put do that because yeah. it's like oh uh, this one's very funny I guess and I'll move it up, but they're it's not so good. It's you know it's, okay. yeah it doesn't that. work like that. All right, I get you. I get I'll, you. I'll give my uh, I'll give my final thoughts here on this. Overall, I I enjoyed it. I look, I was entertained. This movie was very entertaining, and the funny stuff I did laugh at it. I thought you know I thought where the humor hit, it was really good, and I had a fun time. Um, but overall, I feel like Taika Waititi he he has he's funny, but I think he needs I think he needed to rein himself in a little more with this one. Mm. I think with, like I said, Thor Ragnarok, it was more balanced. I think he showed a good bit of restraint there as far as the comedy versus the, you know, as far as the tone balance. I don't think he was able to restrain his himself as much with this movie. Mm. Um, I 
feel like, yeah, maybe the improv was a little, maybe he went a little too much with allowing everybody to, to improv and, you know, maybe that kind of stuff won out in the editing room more so than the stuff that we've heard has been cut. Um, you know, I, I think maybe he was maybe a little more self-indulgent as far as that goes. And like I said, look, I love Taika Waititi. I, I don't mean to rag on him as much as, as I feel like we're, we're doing today. Ragging so hard, Raul. We are, but listen, I, I love Taika Waititi. I love all the stuff he's done uh, before, you know, Jojo Rabbit, What We Do in the Shadows, all that stuff. I just feel like he didn't show enough restraint with this movie and he just kind of let himself, uh, just kind of uh, let, let it go a little too far as far as the, the comedy is concerned. Chad, last few thoughts for you? Um... I, I mean, the, the movie killed some time, I guess. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, I mean, no, I, I'll, I'll say that, but I, I did enjoy parts of the movie to a certain point where I like this more than Ragnarok, so I will say that. But mm. um, I, I would probably only look at clips of this movie again. I really wouldn't waste yeah. time watching it. Um. Because nothing, I don't know. The yeah, it's. it's I like some. Uh, I like more drama to the to, to the hero yeah. escape, and I like the gravity of a situation that hit deeper. Where it's like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? You know, like I didn't really I care. I didn't really care. Yeah, I agree. Um, so um, if they get me caring again, hopefully, maybe I'm just dead inside. And uh, <laughs> I'm not able to be that kid anymore. That your I was heart is so it, or, cold. Or Jack. this was just made for kids. This, you know, it's for kids now. It's not for us. But you know, Kevin, I know you're young. You're a little little tyke, a little tyke of white Little twenty eight year old tyke. Twenty tyke. Um, but no, Chad, yeah, let, yeah, let me let me know. ask you this, Chad. Let me ask what? you this, because uh, I'm actually very surprised that you even like this movie more than Ragnarok. Um, mm-hmm. And for some reason, that gives me hope yeah, me too. that you're going to at least stay on and hang on a little bit longer to see what they come up with next. Am I right about that? I, I mean, I am interested in where they go because, like, there are characters I am looking forward to. But once they, you know, uh, I'm not going to curse here because I know you don't want that. <laughs> PG-13, PG-13. <laughs> but, um, do it, Chad, um, do it. <laughs> no, don't do it. Um, if... <laughs> If they don't screw it up, then I'll stay on. But like you know, if if they introduce Doom and it's the worst Doom I've ever seen, I'm done. I'm not oh, gonna. Oh God, I hope they oh, do. Man. Doom. If they if they mess up X Men in any way, I'm done. I'm not continuing. Uh, Spider like mainly right now, how they ended Spider Man No Way Home. I'm interested in that because I was like, all right, mm. now we're to the Spider Man that I know and love. So maybe that'll be <laughs> fun. Who, who knows when that's happening? So I was like, I don't, I'm, I'm not gonna sit around and wait for that. There's a bunch of other movies I could watch yeah. in the meantime. So, but yeah, like the shows, I'm just not care. Like, I am, I am very in- because they brought Kingpin in. I love Kingpin. I love yes. Daredevil. I was like, cannot right. wait for Born Again. Yeah. yeah, that that and the Punisher show, I'm excited for. So like, bring those back wait, to me. There's- there's a Punisher show coming. I I think uh, they it's it, not right? it's not greenlit. That's just a rumor. But I mean it's it's gonna happen. Come on, it's, it's happening. It's, it, I mean it's I mean happening. eventually I'm sure something will come of it. But we'll right see. now it's still a rumor. But I don't well, know. We'll, we'll yeah. see what happens at D23. Let's get, but let's if, get John Byrne. But I want back. I want. But 
the main thing I want is Vincent D'Onofrio in a Spider-Man movie because we yes. have not had a Kingpin versus Spider-Man. I want to see Spider-Man versus Kingpin. The first Spider-Man comic I ever read, sorry, Chad, but the first Spider-Man no, yeah. comic I ever read was him fighting against Kingpin. And for a long time, I mean, that in the animated series, yeah. I was like, Kingpin is a Spider-Man villain. Yeah. Mm. yeah. To me. Anyway, sorry, no, Chad, he, go ahead. I mean, no, I, I completely agree with that because, I mean, obviously, yes, he did start out in Hell's Kitchen, but then he raised up in the ranks and he's in Manhattan now and that's where Spider-Man yeah. is. So I was like, there's no way that he doesn't cross paths with them. So it's like, yeah. If you're putting, if you're bringing Kingpin into this universe, they, he's gonna meet Tom Holland Spider Man. So yeah. that that's the main thing I'm excited for. The because uh, I love Spider Man that much, but you know I I I was on the fence up until now because I was like, oh, this is kind of like um, a goofy Spider Man where it's not as he's not as smart. He's not very smart. I'll say that. <laughs> but let's redirect yeah. back into Thor, because all of my, Thor. the whole point of this was, I'm glad Thor 4 has given you a little bit of hope. No, and, uh, it hasn't, though. <laughs> no hope at all. All hope is lost. <laughs> and with that, everybody, we made it to the end. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can follow us on Instagram at Real Geek News. You can also follow our separate handles on Twitter and Insta at Kevin A. Rivera VO and Raul Ceballos VO. Chad, what's your Twitter handle, by the way? Twitter handle? It's uh, Captain Mad Murdoch. But I'm not going to spell that because I abbreviated <laughs> some stuff. So You guys, we'll, we'll put it in the details of the episode. Anyways, want to send us a message to tell us your passionate movie news opinions? Send us an email at realgeeknews at gmail.com. And, of course, we'll leave all the description below. Stay safe, stay classy, and most important of all, Raul. Praise Kevin Feige. And <laughs> stay geeky, my friends. That, too. <laughs>